A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to... The whole magazine. I almost did it again, folks. Yeah. I almost did it again. Yeah, we had a name change. If you guys didn't see that episode where we changed the name, it's no longer the Quantum Consumer Podcast. Of course, on all the socials, the YouTube channel, it is now the whole magazine. And uh, yeah, Walker had the fucking audacity to be like, why the whole magazine? Why? When you've been complaining about the podcast title forever since you've been on. You know, you definitely why. asked us. Like, That's why. What, uh, what would be better? You even had a poll at some point, I think. No. Like in the group chat? Did I? I think you did. Well, I, I, I did put things out, but you all didn't answer. I did. Well, you guys gave me some really fucking retarded ones. Like, <laughs> oh, just genuinely oh, I just not being... Just not being, like... Uh, with all these degenerates, serious. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you it's, it's difficult for you, dealing with you guys every day. It truly is. Deal with it. Um, but, you know, here I am. I make do. Of course, introductions. You've heard these folks. Uh, you hear... Um, Hayes. Mm, yeah, it's me. Yeah, we're back, buddy. It's been a long time since it's been a bit. Yeah, when we were in the car listening to the uh, latest episode, it yeah. was like a, a like a it was like oh shit, we like really core memory unlocked. And you're like oh yeah, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we haven't done one in a while, so we had to get back into it. Uh, we have Cornette back on the podcast. Hello, bud. Sir, good to be back. I forget which one you're on. I don't know which line you're on. I think <laughs> you're on three. So yeah, that's gonna be you. Okay. Um, we have for the first time ever in podcast history we have what do you want to be called in this situation no i don't know we'll just go with whatever you come up with I'm okay, okay with cody that. <laughs> that sounds so good we have me. we have we have cody here i'm gonna it's gonna feel weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we have great cody. addition let's make so, this interesting i yeah. love it we have uh we have cody here or, or parker if you want um on the podcast uh long time coming he's been off in other lands but he's back now and we are diving into it yes it's very exciting but of course folks in natural order on the podcast we have our alcohol review today we have lagavulin 16 a delicious single malt scotch whiskey from scotland it has notes of vanilla it is delightfully peaty it smells like a campfire in a glass okay it really does you sip it okay if you ever see a person unless they're trying to leave a bar okay chug scotch you you shoot them in the kneecap for yeah because okay obviously or run gotta enjoy the flavor and here we go let's dive in right, cheers whoa man holy mm. shit how much yeah. is this bottle uh you guys bought it for me you said it was 120 <gasps> uh, that's right that. i forgot about that fuck yeah. That. oh yeah mm-hmm. wow so of course naturally yeah that was that's a good birthday present due to imports, guess whose birthday it is today oh god here we go we have to do push-ups is it we him? Have, we have to do yes. It's Cornette's birthday. birthday. Wow, we. Yeah. Wow. Wow, we. Happy hey, birthday, actually, bud. I'm going to tell Sergeant Major. Congratulations. Nice. I'm actually on your birthday here with you. Yeah, that's oh, great. Wow. Look at that. 23. Damn. Wow, you're young. Yeah, I turned. Mm. Yep. Dude, that's, I would. Yeah, wild. same, right? That's crazy. <laughs> that's that'll just, make more money than all of you, though. That's, that's just crazy. crazy. Yeah. One day. That's one good. Day. That depression be hitting. 
Lagavulin Coming. 16, though, okay? Coming. Beautifully peaty. Oh, so yeah. It, it really is. takes that smoke flavor to oh, it as it's, well. It's all there. The smoke, you have vanilla, you have slight sweetness on the back end. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal wow. scotch. Yeah, I would absolutely never want to chug this. It's 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 $120 because it's imported all the way from Scotland. If you're around Scotland, it's like maybe 50, 60 bucks. I'm going to kill myself. Okay. But folks, that's uh that's Lagavulin 16. It is delightfully delicious and uh yes, one of the greatest birthday presents I've received. Um <laughs> well aged. Mo- Came out very well. Yeah. Moving right, right. swiftly on. Now, there's a lot to cover in today's yeah. podcast. There's been so much going on in the world since our last podcast episode. Um, yeah. One of those most notable things are, are the apparent epidemic Ugh. of... Oh, no, not COVID. You're okay. Okay. But no, I do hate that word, too, because <laughs> yeah. of it. Yes. I fucking hate it. The epidemic of false police reports of... Um, School shootings going on. Now, obviously, this has some pretty, you know, bad things uh, attached to it. So across the United States, there's been about 92 false school shooting reports. Um, and, you know, since the Uvalde incident, uh, police have been on their P's and Q's, as one could imagine. And so they're going running into schools, as the Uvalde police should have, yeah. running into the schools uh, with guns drawn, ready to put somebody down. Uh, so obviously, it's kind of terrorizing to the children. I say children, mostly in high schools and shit. Um, it's it's. I it's mean, a big, like it's a big issue. Sorry, I won't interrupt. I, I, I'll say my piece later. You start. You probably still had more of a. Nope. No. Okay. You're well, so kind. You're not interrupting me anymore. <laughs> it's just I feel I feel like I do it all the time on the you show. You do. <laughs> but you know, look at us making headway. Wow, progress. Love yeah. it. Basically, um, I I never even would have thought about bringing up Uvalde, uh, like you just did. But that's um, that's definitely trying to get some of their credibility back. Yeah. Um, I, I still think you should always assume that these idiots will never actually protect you, and um, they will all act like you've all day uh, uh, when it comes to saving your hide. Um, you should you just shouldn't you shouldn't trust right? Don't trust because that's that's what the kids and the teachers and all of the um, other law enforcement off duty personnel had to do. Uh, at Uvalde, and look where that got them. But, um, yeah, no, this is definitely about uh, how America is on, like, edge, mm-hmm. and just ready yeah. to just, like, oh, my God, every loud noise yeah. is is a shooting. And I just told you this morning about the guy with the skateboard uh, yeah. slamming, slamming a skateboard into the ground uh, at a mall, and everyone was, like, terrified. They thought it was a shooting. <laughs> what's interesting thing, what, what's really interesting is that that guy didn't die. Why is that? What? Okay. Well, for one, in this case, the police were extremely professional, and they were like, oh, there is no gun. It's just some guy whacking the floor with a skateboard, and he's mentally ill. But it's interesting that nobody shot him. Now that's, because it was a skateboard. Well, I mean, like, you know how itchy people are? They're just ready to draw, and you, you know what I'm saying? I think your, Maybe your I'm, assumptions of concealed carriers carrying in a mall Perhaps. is a little bit more. Can than I ask a question about this? Because I don't have too much information about this actual particular event. Mm-hmm. Where did this occur? You know, actually, I don't remember. I just remember seeing the headline when I woke up super groggy. And then I saw that there was a phone call from Cox. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, twice in a row you've been late. Uh, really stellar, dude. Really stellar. I expect nothing less. So I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> well, Walker says I'm based, so I'm based. <laughs> So the only when reason someone tells you you're based, you're not based. Yeah, no, it's usually not a, uh, especially about being late, not based behavior. No, it's, 
Uh, I'm sorry, you're going to argue with Walker? Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, crazy. Oh, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Never been done on the podcast ever in all of uh, the whole magazine. Uh, fucking history You almost there. said it. So I almost did. I got a question here. Mm-hmm. Is this statistic, 92 false reports, is this a yearly or just a singular event in this oh, year? that's in September alone. Yeah, actually, Ooh. I just pulled up an article right now that I'm reading. I just Googled right now, just right off the bat, about this whole topic. And the very first one from USA Today. Schools across the U.S. hits with a dozen false shootings and bomb threats. And it's all critical hosts. And people are doing this intentionally. And this was just posted on the 18th of September. I mean, how else oh, should you get out of homework, man? Now, Facts. this is this is the weird part. Because, of course, we've had a, a pretty big run of, you know, uh, uh, violence um, pertaining to guns. So we had Uvalde, we had the Buffalo, we had... Um, Uvalde, of course, being the most infamous and egregious uh, act because of the inactivity and ineptitude of the police force there. So I, I it's interesting to see or sort of speculate the more the the sort of motive behind it. Is it students who are creating these false things because they know that it's going to shut down the school for the day? <laughs> who knows? But yeah. ultimately, what's 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 going on here is. I wouldn't be surprised if we're starting to see more things going about with schools being able to track calls or people looking into FBI getting this involved. This will definitely expand the police state. FBI. 100%. Like, like the, 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 just the, the level of reconnaissance that the government will be able to yeah, conduct. I, I, I would imagine that everyone the FBI else will just is going to expand get, ever further. You would hope so. I would imagine. I, I know. I, I truly believe in, that. In, in um, a sane world, yeah. If it was like, if it wasn't a bunch of, you know, crazy weirdos that ran our lives. I wouldn't be so worried about that, but like they are, they are crazy weirdos. They're just, you know, they're lizard people. I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if the FBI, of course, we know (laughs) FBI has a sort of uh, interesting reputation right now with the whole raid on the Mar-a-Lago home. Uh, And they largely operate in the dark. So who knows? There could be ongoing FBI investigations pertaining to these uh, anonymous tips. Um, And I mean, hey, you told me a story of a um, somebody making a false uh, police report. This was covered on the podcast a couple times ago. Somebody made a false police report just to get out of work. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the security guard at yeah, the mall. Yeah, the security guard yeah. made a false yeah. school shooting report <laughs> or See, threat. It was it was Ooh. a bomb threat. A, a bomb threat at a, at a mall. mall. And just to get out of work, her plan worked like a charm because yeah. now she's in jail. Yeah, no. no more I guess work. she got out of work. She's though. out of work. Yeah, she's what? out of work. Here's the thing with that bullshit. Room and board? I honestly think security guards, no matter what they're securing need to be better screened. For example, we have a coworker, <laughs> no one no one likes it, you know who I'm talking about. Immediately after getting out, he went to go be a security guard. Now this motherfucker should never be a security guard. And apparently I don't think he still has that job. No. He now works at a fast food like he should. Yep. Oh my god, I wonder who you're talking about. Oh, we can talk about this after. Oh, yes. <laughs> when we go on our first break. Oh, I have no idea who we're talking about, we'll but I might break. have an idea. Yeah. You definitely know this person. So, so I, I legitimately think people should be screened far more strictly to, to You would security. think I think, I think it's just right. a, I just, it's just ultimately I it's a lot of that is security theater cuz I see the security guards walk around the mall. Yeah. yeah. Unarmed with a and, radio. And none of them look like they could take they, do they even have cuffs on them, like so, on their belt? Probably. No, no, they don't have cuffs. Probably. At least not in Washington. When oh, I went to the okay, law, okay. a actually, lot of them are awfully rotund as well. Yeah. Uh, so, hold on, hold on. I actually got a good point for this to come off. Designed there, to. Um, last weekend. Yes. And I saw you. Yeah. When I saw you, actually, <laughs> yeah. I was walking out of the um, 
Dick Sporting Goods. And I saw a cop car, which I believed to be a cop car, but I found out it was a personalized security team that yeah. actually, yeah, and he was fully kit. He had everything. He was actually law enforcement before he was a security guard. Mm. So there are security guards that work for the mall itself, but then there are people who they actually hire their own security team that is completely yeah. third party yeah. and they're paid a lot more and they're a lot more trained that he was a veteran for about eight years I had a good conversation with them and they as as odd as it may be i do request that you make out with the microphone got it there it is that's the beautiful yeah, voice. see yeah. see, yeah. see what i'm doing it's like i the f- i hear myself and yeah. i'm like oh yeah i can hear you i don't want i don't <laughs> want to talk to me no yeah. i just look at the levels from the from the the detector but, and it's like you got it to answer your I'm question so sorry. it's when <laughs> i went to the mall voice. this was about three months ago one of the security officers was walking around and he didn't have cuffs he had those plastic motherfuckers oh yeah ties. yeah you have a great point is the security industry is largely based off of separate companies that tacoma mall hires in this example hires outside so obviously the less armed people are going to be cheaper than your heavily armed. There's personnel. also a lot of and less trained, less educated, less trained, less which makes liability because they less don't liability, less yes. liability. Well, I mean, a lot of that time, if they're worth their salt, as far as a security company, they would have insurance. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. A lot of the to, a lot of the security that they hire at Tacoma Mall are rather rotund, mm-hmm. and I think the intention is for them to block the exit of criminals uh, <laughs> and those large sliding doors, so they cover have a covered nice. like down pat. They're perfect for that. Um, it's really interesting if you notice where they sort of congregate because there's that central point in the Tacoma Mall where there's like a Zales and like the fucking trifecta of jewelry mm-hmm. stores, right? Mm-hmm. Right in front of the food court. And yep. so it's really interesting that you see that they have a security booth right there because if you keep up with the news of Tacoma Mall, <laughs> there's been quite a few robberies at the Zales. Yep. Very cool. Very frequent. And to the point where they are keeping most of their security cages down. There's only one yeah. sort of entrance space in between the pillars that they can actually, that people, it's just the tragedy of the commons all over again. man. It, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, we have the same problem in San Francisco, for example, or California largely, uh, where they just completely, you can no longer prosecute people. And so what does this create? What does this create? We, I just have a story here that the, the wife told me, um, there's a uh, they're starting to create these shopping carts because everyone knows that it's you know, so like Walmart. I know you're right. No, I told you something about the story. Walmart, of course, and most shopping centers have these carts where beyond a certain point, this is to, of course, prevent the homeless from just walking away with their fucking shopping carts that after a certain point, the wheels lock. OK, well, they took this concept. I know you wouldn't know that because you're you're not a that. degenerate yeah. who tries to steal shopping carts. I don't know about that. But you look at the guy. <laughs> I don't know if Fuck I could take you. it down a hill, that'd be really cool. <laughs> but they're trying. Itch. They're starting to take this technology and bring it into the store. Okay, so you know how we have those you know, normal detection things where it can detect if you have tagged items and it sets the alarm off, right? They're starting to couple that with the shopping cart locking system. So basically, a, a customer, i.e. thief, is walking through the, with, through the door with a shopping cart. It detects stolen merchandise, and it locks the wheels of the shopping cart. And so there is a plethora of videos around the internet right now of people experiencing this. People trying to steal shit, the shopping carts locking on them, them immediately knowing what's going wrong and how you can know that they're, they're ne'er-do-well criminals, and just immediately walking out, like, 
without the card. Leaving it, ditching it, because they know that they've been caught, and walking outside and leaving, okay? We're seeing that more and more, and I think it's fucking stellar. However... This happened to, uh, apparently, the my wife is on, of course, the spouse pages and stuff. And apparently this happened to one of the peoples on the page. Because, <laughs> um, you know, you know they're, he's out in the field, got to go steal shit, right? Um, and so, you know, this, this happened to a, a person and it locked the carts. And she said that it's racist. Oh, God. She said it's racist. And there's a couple of interesting things there because it's making an assumption. Because if you really want to bring race into it, you're making an assumption about things because we know what kind of racism she's talking about. Um, and so now this is now being called racist. And I really hope that stores don't bend the knee and they just go, no, fuck you. You're stealing shit, right? The carts are going to lock up on you. Don't stop breaking the law, asshole, to steal a line from Jim Carrey. <laughs> so she's complaining now because this is the thing. What's really what's really interesting is the sort of culture that we have now where she basically openly admits to a crime, an attempted crime. I'm the victim. And though. feels comfortable admitting it and complaining about the methods that were used to thwart it and is feeling comfortable about it. So and, and I'm the victim. Isn't that wild? I victimize somebody else. I'm the victim. That's wild. It's interesting. It's bullshit. That's what so, it is. I mean, it's an automated system. It crosses a certain line. It locks up. It legitimately, it's a security system that isn't manned by anybody. Yep. It literally just needs to reach a certain point and has certain criteria, obviously. It has to have something in there that sets off the alarm where it locks up. So automatically, an automated system has to be deemed as a racist act, which obviously is nonsense because it, there's no mind behind it with the statement alone is, oh no no is, don't you know like the engineers that have, that made this have biases in mind like well, that, that are unintentional i right? swear if and, I, and so what they did was they created a system that's only going to help white people that's what's going on no, man hey, hey, so you're, you're gonna plan obsolescence i got it every all right there's a certain design to this every right time she drives and she gets a red light the stoplight is it's racist, racist. Yeah. the i wanted to go however <laughs> however the criminals are evolving okay they're starting to just take... That's racist. They're starting that's to, racist. You can't say that. They're starting to take laundry baskets in and just throw yeah, that's merchandise right. and just See, walk What? In. I have a feeling yeah. the majority of the time when yeah. people claim racism to a design pattern, it has to. you have to really look inside the culture within the area they're talking about. So if we're talking about like LA, San Diego, New York, many areas that have more diverse cultures within inside of it and you have to look at the population, the ones that are going to be more exposed to problematic situations like that that could be designed or could have the possibility of any aspect in that nature it really depends on the culture you're living in and it really depends on the society you're living in if you're in a giant melting pot and you have more population of it more diverse they're going to have and there's more problematic situations but the population is led in that direction you're going to have to you're going to see a lot more people affected of a different race mm -hmm. and compared to like say if you're in the middle of nowhere kentucky let's say just a it's random just town not. that's just nothing but a bunch of white people that are you know no, it's no. just not going to happen nearly as much. Well, it's because Most the systems aren't even in play. on what's culturally acceptable. Yeah. Or not. So what's when you're in a melting pot, everyone's got their own opinion of what is and isn't normal. Right now, exactly. Right because now, we all have the different a point big, of views. Right now, there's a big culture war going, and on. there's no monoculture. That's the other key point: is there's no accepted oh American norm. Right? Exactly. That that's another thing. You can go and you have so many different people that are inside the melting pot that claim to be of another country. Yeah. 
like if you're in if you're in like Texas, Arizona, yes, California, sir. and you're in the South, ever, there's so many people that you'll see the Mexican flag and they have pride inside the Mexican flag. Yep. Even Mexican if they are American. born American and they are Americans, they take their pride back to where the majority of their family come from, mm-hmm. which is completely good for them. I love it. Yeah. And I completely support it. But for some reason, that develops a sense of hatred towards their own country they live in. And that's what you'll start to see. I and, thought all the and, time back and home. We, we can we can also let's just frankly acknowledge because I mean this, like this isn't it, happening just out of nowhere. This no. is by design. It's by yeah. design from the political left. They are all for this. They want to turn criminals into a voter base, and they want to turn us into the criminals overnight with you know believing in the first first and second amendment. Okay, so this is what's happening. Is is California is is fully well known for this law that you cannot. Do anything to a criminal who is actively robbing your store so long as they take less than $999 worth of merchandise. And so that's why, don't believe me, go look online. A simple Google search where you can see videos of people filling grocery bags, or sorry, trash bags of merchandise, say at Walgreens, pharmacies, and like that. And by the way, oh, it's they have so much money. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't understand. At that, at that, at the large macro scale, sure, Walgreens is doing pretty well. On that micro scale, guess what gets taken away from that community? The Walgreens and yep. CVS, who can no longer afford to operate in that location because it has been made acceptable to walk in there and steal eight hundred dollars worth of merchandise. Okay. See- and I'm actually 100% for it, and I hope these companies move to other locations And because this is going to build a, an ideal within that society realizing, okay, there are, there are starting to become consequences. Yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt the companies, but it's, the company's going to afford it. They're it's, everywhere. It's going well, to have almost the exact opposite well, effect all right, because, all right, all right, because hang on, just one second. Yeah, the, yeah. the California government, let's just take California as a strict example here. The liberals in California will do nothing because it is entirely 100% their policies and their fault as to why this is happening. It will be immediately curtailed to not the people, a small percentage of the people will be like, wow, this is really fucked up. I need to move. So that's why you have the grand exodus out of California into Texas. Right. Right. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, they're just going to turn that state. No, no, no. A lot of people are leaving there because they don't like California politics, because they don't like what's happening in that state. But what are they dragging along with them? They're not dragging any of it. In. They're they're dragging California politics with them. No, no, no. When they leave? Okay. So the part of about like I don't like this thing, Cal- i.e. California politics, California ideals. Why the fuck would I pack that with me as I'm taking it somewhere else? So well, you that's say what that. I'm saying. You say but that. But they do that in Colorado. No, no, California, Col- Colorado has been blue for a very long time and you can't blame Colorado. It has okay. been it has been in balance for 30 years. No, you listen. Can- listen. When the Californians started moving back home to where I'm from, my mom was telling me that uh, their neighbors, they moved in about a year ago now, and they literally called the police on my mom because they were flying the American flag, the Army flag, and the Marine flag, because my brother, and then me. And they literally called them and said, that's not acceptable. You can't be showing your, uh, what did did the fucking bitch call it? Like, uh... Patriotism? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be showing that. That's against the law. Yada, yada, this. They take that shit with them. Right. And you know what your and, mom should have done? She pulled out her shotgun. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what she did. Welcome to fuck. Texas, yeah. bitch. But, but listen, right? You know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure why you're kind of hung up on this, but like, you understand that like, eventually <laughs> those people will make life unlivable in their, in their society and they're, they're going to go to other I say the places. vast majority of people who are fleeing California in droves, who, mind you, one, can afford to leave, 
don't want anything to do with California. Most of the ones that there's going to be. Um, like I'll the, give you twenty five percent. The champagne liberals. Are I'll the give ones you. That I'll give you twenty five percent of Californians who are leaving and migrating, if you want to call it that, leaving California, are likely taking some of that bullshit California politics with them. And let's not be. Let's be entirely real. Denver, vastly liberal. Guess what? Austin, Dallas. Most of those vastly people liberal. Just are like from California many, now. Just like many major metropolitan areas, cities. Yeah breed liberalism it's just a replication point it's a factory they come in oh i love the city life okay bitch you are paying eighteen eighteen hundred dollars for a 200 square foot apartment yeah they love that they love that they don't they rent high status they don't want high status right it is a it is identification marker of what part what party you belong to, and which one what, you have right think. Like Good job. you, you could you could spend That's the same amount of money for a, a a ranch style home on the periphery of the city, and you'd be getting more for your money. It would be safer. It'd be quieter, more peaceful. But it doesn't have the same level of virtue. Bullshit. No, 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 no. To these people, these oh, sick, twisted yeah. people. There's a lot to do with consumerism and shit like that because you can't nearly be as good of a consumer. It doesn't have the status when you're the out between a the Porsche when you're out in and the literally country, anything right? else. Go ahead. I see you wanting to say something. No, I was just gonna, gonna throw it in there and be like, okay, so now everything we're talking about, back to our original topic, with the fall shootings, how is these contrasts actually reflecting on our topic right now? I'm just curious. Tis the nature of the podcast, my friend. So this yep. is what we, okay. Just okay. I, I'm just. I, I did want actually, to answer. I, I did want to, to say something actually. about what you said earlier. Okay. Hang on, just a little bit of lore. Uh, so podcast lore. These, this original podcast was going to be called Down the Rabbit Hole. But, I, I, uh, I can yeah, see the but, uh, uh, Can you uh, <laughs> like it? Go ahead and look up that on yeah, Spotify I'm and sure. tell me how many podcasts are called that. Down the Rabbit Hole. I just completely avoided it. <laughs> yeah, no. Because I, I didn't want to say, oh yeah, no, I'm uh, so like telling people about the podcast. No, I'm uh, Down the Rabbit Hole number seventy five. Uh, you just have to scroll down a little bit to find it, right? So <laughs> hey, I don't want to like, do that. I like the originality with your name. Yeah. yeah. So the whole magazine. Also, down the I cock's made, hole. I made that artwork, by the way. Down I'm the pretty co- proud of it. What? Down the cock's so, hole. So, Hayes, what was it that you were going to say? The- I, I wanted to say something. So you said, like, hey, you know, you support the, you know, all these businesses leaving these areas where, you know, criminality is totally, you know, protected and, you know, whatever. Well, thing is, there won't be consequences because these people will just say and cry, oh, racism. Again and again and again and again, they will learn nothing, and they will make every other corporation that's weaker than anyone else just bow to them. Everything, right? Yeah. And, and then something you said. Oh no, no, no. The other thing you said was that um, the companies will be fine, and you know whatever. You mentioned that no, it'll hurt the local communities that when they leave. But I got something worse than that that'll hurt local communities. So let's say we're talking about Walmart, right? Walmart's been known to like go into local communities, you know, deep in real Rhineland and just basically they flood the market and and just like, oh, well, this is better than the mom and pop shop that we're we're used to. We're and then mom and pop go out of business. But when um what if mom and pop did stick stick around? What if they were competitive enough and people were loyal enough and Walmart is still there? They're not going to go out of business. They can stay there as much as they like. But like mom and pop stuck stuck around, right? Well, if they're going to use these, you know, auto theft cart machines, you know, to stop losing money mm-hmm. in whatever little way they can. And then all of a sudden it's called racist. And then Walmart's like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. That's racist. We're not doing it. And they... You know, they use social pressure and social cues and social proofs 
to basically, yeah. you know, browbeat people like mom yeah. and pop to not use it anymore. That's more damaging, I think. No, I, th- I think that's, that's the just, insidious nature of this shit. So that's just like the shadow dealings that happen with the left. I think that happens all the time. It's cultural power. I don't think it's going to necessarily like, harm them. What's going to be more damaging ultimately to the community is just the simple fact that the, the, this behavior that is being condoned by the leftist government is going to be having it's been condoned for 30 big, years exactly so it's it, it's, it's not we're, new we're it's still, just that I know, now no it's one, protected i know no one's saying it's new but this is these these are the ramifications walgreens cvs's are all closing down in san francisco because they're just getting robbed blind they cannot do anything there is no no help because california big california says no sorry um and so the cvs's walgreens leave and so what's what's happening we we already see this people are leaving in droves because what's happening is you have high crime in an area. Ultimately, this is good for California because it means that the economy is going to fucking crumble. More and more people are going to leave. They're going to have less population, i.e. less less voting power in future Congresses because of that. No, no, no. It's they're going the same, to damage themselves. It's going to be they're, the same They're shit. damaging this. No, because... In fact, it's going to make voting power. Worse. Voting power is based off Look, of population. If, if, if citizens from other states had to go... had to live in, in, in another state for like 10 or 15 years before they were allowed to vote... That might be okay, mm. but it's not. That's not what happens. Long term, that was a very long. Yeah, I don't long want Cali- Look, I, I don't care. I don't want Californians voting in my elections. Fuck it's off. Already blue. I, I will round you all up and send you back to California. <laughs> and you and you'll really pay cr- for the wall. Hey, yeah. You know what's really crazy? A lot of people don't take into into the idea because he said population. Biggest concern. Well, that is probably the biggest point when it comes to voting. But if you ever notice, most of California covers. A huge part of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. If you travel throughout the California itself, most of the population that votes and most of the votes you're going to get are going to be the most populated areas. Therefore, I mean, metropolitan L- areas: San Francisco, L.A., yep. Sacramento, San, San Diego. Diego. These are all areas that are melting pots and full of people that it, l- have to, to mention, live within this short. This and not to mention, typically the 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 people of liberalism, leftists that is where they thrive because it is as far as from the traditional American views of also American way of life yeah. as possible. Goodies now, and think gifts. about the other parts of California. Yeah. Like think about the grapevine. If you're driving from LA and you say you want to drive up to Oregon or Washington, you have to go through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. You're going to drive all through that country area, all the farmland. If you talk to the locals there, I mean, you would probably sit there and talk to them and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between them and somebody from Texas. Yeah, no, tr- I understand. Tr- tr- truthfully, I, I went on leave. Yeah, down. I think uh, Thanksgiving of twenty, um, and yeah, all of Northern California are conservative. If in the United States, if voting was based off of square miles, we would have been conservative for a very, very fucking long time. But it's because they have population density in those super, super large cities, LA, San Diego, Sacramento, you go over to New York, New York, fucking democratic for as long it's been around. Like it, that's, that's just where they can condense all the people and you can subject them to all of the propaganda. Can you imagine for a moment driving down I five, okay, going South and all along the agricultural parts of California, Mount Shasta going down all the way down and seeing how many signs that just say "fuck Gavin Newsom," <laughs> you would be you would be so relieved, and you're like, "Holy shit!" No, I mean, I can probably feel for these people, but like we were just talking about hyphenated Americans, I'm a Colorado American, 
and I just don't want you here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I that's the, the left. It, I of just course, hey, don't. I don't them. like California at all. So yeah. I was born and raised there. I don't like it. It is Same. a terrible place. It's yeah, a terrible I, place. I come from straight out of San Diego, so I, yeah. I, I I'm totally really, understand. Really, you're some uh, an hour away from you. Like, yeah, we we it, know what big population I mean, hey, is. Let's agree. San Diego came a long way. Yes, San Diego was like as worse as Chicago. Okay, it was terrible. But they did some great things. The mayor of San Diego really did a good job throughout mm-hmm. the history of San Diego and brought that place up. But like, yeah, it did because I mean, talking about oh, what early two thousands, not good, yeah. not good. Yeah, no, that was not the greatest so, time. Let Let me ask this: I grew up most of my life in the butt fucking nowhere in Texas. Yeah, with a name Lucky. like Lubbock. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, anyone here knew who knows Lubbock? Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and. uh... Now, when I lived in the country, there was no such thing as who who you want to vote for, who you want to rule this place. It was all about, can we make it through this winter? Can the farm survive? Do we have enough cows to feed this part of the state? Uh, are there enough hay bales? Shit like that. Right. Cause there was the, no fucking worry. Yeah, the whole focus is entirely different. It's no in longer, the real world. It's, yeah, you live in like, you have an industry like there's agriculture and it's a fucking I remember you could not give a shit what's going on in the current elections no if there's an early frost fuck mm-hmm. I remember uh, it was 2012 it's crazy, right? if it's still raining and you have to bring in the fucking hay oh shit yeah it was 2012 we had the biggest snowstorm that I was alive for and it was six feet of fucking snow Jeez. dunes and shit in Texas was, yeah okay it was the worst Snowstorm, I bet I've ever Lubbock, been a Is Lubbock northern or southern? Northern. Northern? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm literally. It's still Texas. You, you, you hear the word snow. So we're we talking about like northern by Oklahoma, northern? Yeah, that's Oklahoma. Is like in the, the, yeah, in the top, top, like in right there? In the top yeah. hat? In the top, yeah, top half, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the right top, there? Right up, in the top hat of Texas? The flip off gallon? Yeah. yeah, the 10 gallon hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right yeah, by the border? Hat, yeah. mm-hmm. See, that makes a lot of sense. I can, I can, yeah, see, yeah. I can yeah. see snow. And, yeah. uh, Is that like a usual, like every year thing? You get yeah, snow? but it was never that bad. Oh, never that bad? Never yeah, that six bad. feet's pretty yeah. crazy. It's like if and, uh, we got like three foot of snow in Washington. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's crazy how the weather keeps changing, right? Yeah. We're supposedly going to have a warmer fall this year, but anyway, sorry. Oh, yeah. And the whole time during that, I remember too, because I worked for. I started working at a young age, and there was a cotton farmer not far from me, and he was worried that his farm, because over the years, his farm and land has been overused, starting to lose its nutrition mm. value, shit like that. And he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sell this land and give it to a cattle farmer. He'll take it. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. He that took and- Yeah. He got like 12 million, because he had like 300 acres. Nice. And the next, the moment... The snow melted. 300 acres of ready-to-go pasture mm-hmm. is quite nice. And he literally told me, as he was like, he, he fired me, but it was more like, hey, I'm selling there. Yeah, you're... Sorry. He let you go. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah you're just not going to be able to work. Because I was, uh, I was uh, the tumbleweed remover. I walked in oh, front of... I walked that's in, a job. I walked in front of the oh, stripper no. and threw tumbleweeds out of its way. Mm-hmm. There were strippers at your work? Yeah, they were hot as fuck. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, they had in the field, like yeah. really wow, weird. Wow, dude. Wow, they starting to sound like a nice place. Get, don't you think they get pricked by the fucking tumbleweeds? It's nah, crazy. fuck them. Ah, the tumbleweeds. Don't hey, hey if you keep topping like that, is the that military is going to be like, thing? we need to put a military base there. Is that is, is that a BDSM thing? <laughs> what? They're bashing someone's face in with a tumbleweed? Yeah, if they're in Probably. a bikini. Okay. Have you ever? Have you ever? Hold on, hold on. 
So, have you ever been hit by a tumbleweed? No, I know, but they're not nice. There's no fucking pleasure not, in it. I know yeah. they're not nice. The most 100-mile <laughs> winds, and you're sitting there in front of a fucking stripper that yeah. if you trip, the motherfucker can't see you, he's about to run over you. Oh. You get hit by a fucking tumbleweed, say hello to God. Yeah, not, not many people know, because like everyone talks about the great emu wars of Australia. Not many people know about the great tumbleweed wars of mm-hmm. the United States. We're still fighting. No, like, no shit. Like, We're still fighting. Agriculture. Yeah. I, I lost my grandpa in it. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed just came up and ate his ass. Just stole him. He was like, son, survive. Yeah, that's funny. Tumbleweed bit him and he just turned into a tumbleweed. Original point. It's no one was worried about at that time. What's our what's our governor doing? Right. Hundreds of people got together, including me, and just took snow off the roads so the farmers could continue to work. And that's because those fucking tumbleweeds. It's amazing because in stark contrast, because a lot of people don't understand that California 90% 90% of it is agriculture. Not many people understand that. There's a lot of orange orchards That's in California. Insane. I didn't know that. There's a lot of avocado orchards Majority in of cattle farms for big industries are in California. There are huge numbers. And so just like how you're, you know why your people didn't have to worry about what the governor was doing? Is because the governor wasn't actively trying to fuck you over. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In California, that's all it's been. That's why the farmers and agriculturalists of California take the time out to put that banner on their fence that says "fuck Gavin Newsom," okay? Because their policies are are just—I just—I can't sit here and think of the rational answer as to why you would want to destroy your own state's economy, other than because you're evil. Because so, they're spiteful mutants. I got a question. Oh. My uh, the governor of Texas just put out a uh, a bill to well a bill, but you know what I mean, and he just put out. Because all of the farms in Texas, I'm not sure if y'all know this, at least all the ones that aren't cattle or horses, all of our land there is starting to deteriorate, starting to go down. We're not producing as much food anymore, shit like that. A lot of our business is going into cattle because you don't really need good land for that. You just need grass or hay. He put out a whole bunch of fucking money for the farmers, and they're doing a project like uh, renutritionizing, or however you say it, the land. Like there, there. I saw uh, my old man, the person he lives next to, just putting little balls, little balls into the ground mm-hmm. every about ten yeah. feet. And yep, apparently, yep. when it rains, it just blows up, and a whole bunch of nutrition. Yeah. Goes so into like, land. so like, you have major. So, uh, agriculture, right? I'm into gardening, so this is shit I have to know, right? So you have um, NPKs counts that you have to worry about. So nitrogen, phosphorus. Um, and potassium that you have to monitor in your soils. So like every plant that you are growing. Uh, requires those three basic nutrients. And so what what they're doing is just adding fertilizer into the ground. And there's multiple ways that you can do these things. When you go all the way back to, say, Tudor period, which is like medieval England, they were aware of plants needing some sort of specific thing. They had no idea the science. And so they just knew it they worked. Came, they just knew shit worked. And so you had bone meal that was being tossed into the fields. You had uh, Minecraft <laughs> you had blood that was being tossed into the fields, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Because they just knew it worked. And so actually it was around, I think it was, it was Victorian period where actual large manufactured fertilizers became a thing. And we're talking about those pelletized sort of mm. things. So you can rejuvenate your field. Because before that, you would have a crop rotation, right? Yeah. Crop rotation became super important. Uh, in agriculture because they would drain all the the nutrients out of the soil and they would have to leave it fallow, which is the word for it. They left it fallow 
for a year, two years, and they just cycle through their crops, mm -hmm. right? They have a bunch of fields. They use this the first year, the second, yep. third, fourth, etc. Another thing that they used to do was they would plant clover. And so they would plant clover in the field, and then they would plow it and turn all that into the soil, trying to revitalize all the nutrients in there. Because clover specifically is actually really interesting because it actually harbors nitrogen inside little nodules on its roots. And when you put that back into the, the soil, it will actually leach that out into the, into the surrounding soil. Nowadays, we largely rely on manure. We rely on the you know large manufactured industrial fertilizers and shit like that. So that's likely what's going on. And you, you, know, what, you know what Governor Newsom would do? Governor Newsom, Governor, I just combined those two words. <laughs> Governor. Governor Newsom, he would have just said, fuck you. Because the focus, of course, he's a leftist, so their kingdoms and their focuses are on the cities. But then it draws the other question. Then why are you letting this shit happen in your cities? Why are you so for crime? Why are you just letting people run amok? Why are you letting homeless people shit in the streets? Because those people are spiteful mutants. Because. They run everything. Because it's bio-Leninism, and we can get into that later. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so you're definitely gonna have to elaborate on that one. I will, please. Uh, we can't do that I right mean, now. For, I mean, uh, to my understanding of what's going on with that particular situation, I feel like it's a there's a big fear going on, a fear, a lot of doubt. I mean, what it was. I mean, I've been gone from this country for a good period of time, and I've seen so much change. I've been. I mean, it's been a whole year, and I finally came back, and I can already see the differences inside mm -hmm. the society. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting there and I mean, there was that one time when I, I was, I've been to what I've been in different countries for the last five years, multiple times. And I've just seen the country change multiple different Is times. Is this the most drastic change? No. Okay. Last time I was in Africa in 19, it was. Okay. Because when I came back that then everything started spiking with COVID and then we started having all the riots and everything started getting crazy. And I went from a country where sensibly everything was kind of stable at one point it was it, it was like you saw little red flags but you didn't notice the big intake and then especially when all the riots happened and then everyone you had cops trying to do their job you had cops that obviously sucked at their fucking job you you just had a mix of different people and you started to see all these red flags become so much problematic issues and people dying people having i mean people were getting shot people were just it was just chaos and that's all i was seeing in the news and i'm like wow the whole country's going to shit this is great. And I went back home and I saw everything just shitty. And then I just think about it. When these cops want to go and do their job, and then in California, if you have a place where there's nothing but crime all the time, I mean, you got gangland in L.A. People, lit, the country, half the, fucking, half the state literally has a criminal organization almost in every location but that is in the southern part of California. Mm -hmm. And you just have nothing but gang violence everywhere because it's uh, it's if you go to other country, good good example Africa. I have seen different places of Africa that have places that have clans, and it's completely normed to the society. And the one thing that's very similar to these clans, and then big places in America like L.A., San Diego, New York, and Florida, if you have a bunch of gangs, it's almost the same operation. But the thing is, if you go to other countries they're not labeled as gangs or labeled as a religious belief system or ideals that bind people together that you can if they were in america we would be like that is a gang that's a terrorist organization speaking frankly america just doesn't have the social cohesion to have anything beyond a criminal enterprise we just 
we just don't like each other that much. Well, that's right. It's that's the of... interesting. That's the interesting thing because, to my knowledge, um, a lot of um, African countries' economies are obviously trash, but that's because of other social issues. Um, a lot of it um, is pertaining to the crime, right? Is is encouraged to a point because that's their economy. Yeah. That is their economy. There's a local drug, like a bark that people chew. It's it's not really a bark. It's it's very similar. If you look at it, it looks like cotton. Mm. And it yes, it's legal in the majority of places on that continent. And it's um, caught. And it's this weird thing that they chew. But it's ve- it's kind of not an opioid, but it's very similar to if someone was doing cocaine. Because you'll see them get very hyper. And it, they take it like they're working. Like back in the day when Mexico had their Coca-Colas and they had co- 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 ah. cocoa inside oh. it. And you'd actually do it. it was the same process. So most most of the workers just an energy see, drink, bro. Yeah, it pretty much is. It's like it's like the military. You don't always drink their energy drinks oh, first crazy. thing in the morning. And so if Very it wasn't similar. for these criminal organizations in those countries, they would largely not have any economy to speak of. True, because the, one of the biggest things about some of these countries that I am not going to divulge. And I'm sorry for the listeners. I can't give too much information. Yeah. But with a lot of them, you'll notice that the government there in other countries will take advantage of their people and they'll make more taxes on some of the smallest things like you'll go down a road and you're gonna have to pay a certain tax rate every single time you cross into a different domain that is owned by a different clan that is owned by a different entity with inside there that's just based off the population and the, the government will utilize that and make money and revenue just based off you transporting yourself from one place to the other and then you have organizations that completely are against the government, and then all of a sudden you just have to take their way, and you can pay one time, and they use this economical standard as a way to get people to fall for them more. Mm-hmm. Even though these people are very problematic, and they have a lot of issues and bad agendas, but they know how to convince the population that is struggling to convince to feel like they should go their direction. So if you see a pro- if you see poverty, they will provide food, water, and easy ways of income just to get their support. Yeah. Very similar to the construct of what we do here. If you notice big, if you notice big industries do the same thing here, like Walmart, mm. you find a, you find an area that is really, really poor and be like, Hey, well, we have cheap prices. Let's just throw Walmart there. They're, they're going to love it. Then that goes back to the statement that Hayes was talking about with all the mom and pop shops. They can't really afford to compete, but if yeah. they could, it'd still be a fight. Yeah. The, the term, the term that I mentioned earlier, bioleninism, is exactly what the left is doing. Um, it is a slow process, but it is a process nonetheless. Lenin came to power uh, with this same ideology, where you have the outcasts of society, criminals, uh, LGBTQ, that includes all of them, right? You have had anarchists. people, anarchists, all the people who would normally be... Uh, ostracized in every other society in the world. Every other society in the world. Um, Normal, you, healthy and you, societies. And you give them things, right? You give them high status inside the society. Power. They are more loyal to you, right? Uh, this is exactly what Lenin did. He took all the people, well, the poor people, all of, his, all of his ruling class and ruling party was poor people because he gave them everything. And if the organization or as people were to fail, they have so much to lose. Whereas if you have the normal aristocrat or the bureaucrat who has money, who has affluence, they have pretty much 
a job to lose and they still have money, right? Consider this, this right? Is the what, difference between a, like, a middle managing bureaucrat who was just a midwit who worked in the fields, didn't like it very much. But now he's, he's in charge of uh, a por- city. pork safety, Sa- yeah. the safety of pork levels and, and, and whatever, right? Yeah. Versus a, mm, I don't know, uh, a, a, uh, a supply sergeant in the, the czar's army, right? Another type of middle, middling manager, right? Probably won't go much farther than that in his career. Right, couldn't be an officer. wasn't you know didn't have royal pedigree. But but the thing is, that sergeant does more work. He does better work. He's more resourceful. He's more useful, and he's just a better man. But the loyalty is different, right? So this is what the left is doing, right? So we have all of the people that they're using. Can you name name for me the leftist voter base? Which group of people vote for Democrats more? LGBTQ. Oh, of course. Activist. Okay. Pretty much majority of activists. Antifa. Mm-hmm. A actual terrorist organization. Hold on, what? Antifa? Anti-fascist. Which oh. are ironically supporting fascism. But the the black again, community. The women. Because, of course, let's, let's dissect this. What is the point? We want to get the people who are the outcasts. So, criminals. Right, LGBTQ, who would be ostracized in every other society on earth, okay? We turn them into our voter base, okay? Because we give them everything. We give them, we give, we gave the, 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 the right to marriage, the right to marriage, the ability to marriage to the gay community, okay? They did all these things to secure their voter base. We see all the shit that's happening right now in schools, right? Transgenderism being pushed in schools right now. We have drag shows going on in school right now. People who would be ostracized in other country in other countries because it's 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 arguably mental illness. Pedophile rings. Pedophile rings, right? They're now MAP is now a, a, a approved thing in LGBT community. Like there's a reason. Minor why. Attractive, hold on, pe- hold on. Now just to kind of talk on that point real quick. Mm-hmm. Because I did have this conversation with other people within a class of psychology before. Because this was one of the main topics when it first came out, and people, it was very important. So, all right. Does it have to be that close? Yes. Yeah, it really I, I thought, it does. Okay, I yeah. thought you guys could hear me. I think you part of the problem it. is like the audio levels are very high. Okay, so. Our microphones. Honestly, with. Okay, so in a psychological standpoint, not, I'm not a professional about it. I just like to study it and try to have a better understanding from this point. There are so many different styles of perspective when it comes down to sexual orientation. And yes, they try to evolve the idea that pedophilia is one of them, where they have older people intrigued with younger people, which for a very long time, all, all across the United States, we all feel the same way. It just isn't right. Kids should not be subjected to that. But if... See, the question I always kind of find strange is if we're going to say, if we're going to stand there and give credibility to this, and they're going to, in the States, we're going to say that this is actually a sexual orientation that needs, it's based off a psychological point in their, in someone's brain. Why are we subjecting them to all these other different sexual orientations? If you're going to sit there and try to say that this one's not good, but this one's good, you're, kind of contradictory in your own standpoint i mean you, you sit there and you guys are saying we have drag shows for in schools yeah. so, so it, yeah welcome which back direction to the states with that which direction is this going to lead 
I mean, if are, are you going to be more it's, it's super right? Simple. And is it going to if we're going to sit there and people are going to start supporting the idea of older people being okay to be attracted to younger people? Is that going to start? Are you going to start being okay with them subjecting that to schools? The answer, yeah, of course. The but answer, that's the it, point. It, hang on, hang on, hang on. It depends on not. who you are. If you are part of the left who is utilizing bioleninism to secure power and to change the United States and take ultimate control. Yes, you are all for it. Even though if your deep morals say otherwise, the need for power is what the driving thing is. The average American is be like, no, fuck that. So that's why yep. what we sing in schools. So, no. Because what did Lenin do? Took over the education system. What did what it what is what is Xi Jinping doing? Taking over the school system. If you can train every subsequent generation to vote Democrat. You oh, are yeah. you are the person you right. are you are you're, the you're, guy. You're starting with the generational change, but the whole thing is if as a person because this is going to be let's take out the politics for a second for this question. If you feel like it's okay to completely change a perspective of a child growing up, I mean I get it. There are some things that they should be more open to. In the past, we were a lot. There has been a lot of problems in the past. A lot of people have not been open to others. A lot of people can a lot. There's a lot of hate that gets stemmed based off just not understanding change, not understanding one's own right. ability. Humans to are naturally them. opposed to change. Yes. So where do you draw the line? Where where is the part where as a as an apparent for your own kids that you're going to sit there and look at your kids and see what are you okay for them to understand, especially at an early age? Because I've been noticing this in all the way to grade school, and these kids in their development stages like. I would say the psychologist Eric Erickson that de helped develop the stage theory within every single child when it comes to psychology. You're, they're building memories and they're going to build their characteristic traits in every single way they perceive the world based off what they're learning in school mm -hmm. at these ages. Yep. So if you're going to be producing nothing but sexual orientation at such a high rate instead of letting them just be kids, I mean, their imagination is... One of the most strongest things that the ages is when they're going up. There's to a statistic it's, it's, that is available. They did a study. They're they're doing studies right now about the age group. Say so, like from high school below. Okay, every year they do like a percentage of how what percentage of this group of children is going to identify with as LGBTQ. Okay, you go back say a couple years ago, it was around five percent. Okay, you go back to say two years ago. Okay, it was at 10%. There's, gonna, there's an exponential increase, and they say that in the next year, it is going to be a 50% chance that your child, and this is not because of like the world changing. No, it's because of exactly what you're saying, is we are subjecting children to, to issues that they should not really be thinking about right now, right? It should be a, personally, my line is sexuality and essentially what, what your modern-day college class of gender gender theory or whatever it will be needs to be completely removed from high school and blower. It should not have any place in those, in those, in those things because it has nothing to do with the essential need to know things that are being, that should be taught in schools. Our core ed is most important. And we're seeing that just be completely cast to the wayside. Instead, now we're developing things in Washington state, like uh, cultural punishment, which is now you have to take the child's race into account when you're dishing out punishment uh, in schools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that's happening. And now in California, no, you can completely, a math teacher can just randomly go into how they like to, this wife can talk about how they like to have sex with their other, their other wife. 
in school in class within elementary school. You see, in a, uh, me, so it's see, wild. If my, if my kid was out there doing that and came home and told me that that is what they heard from their teacher, I would be so. It's it just so inappropriate. It is because if but God help you if you go to a student p- uh, teacher conference or a uh, 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 what is it called the the PTA the PTA. God help you if you go to a PTA meeting and you start reading line per line verbatim from the books in these libraries for children to read, they'll be like, no, that's inappropriate. You can't say yeah. that. Yeah. Virginia School School Board, this is, I don't think you were here for that. Uh, uh-huh. Virginia School Board, a mother goes to the Virginia School Board and is saying, hey, I'm concerned with the content that my child is being made to read in this school system and has a book that is essentially homoerotic pornography that is now part of just available in the school library. It's just there. Didn't they say she couldn't say that? Yeah, they they stopped her as she was reading verbatim. Uh, Oh, I've never done it with a man before. Oh, this is, oh, blah, blah, blah. Ma'am, ma'am, stop. That's very inappropriate. And then that is what sent everybody. It's not appropriate for for a group of adults to discuss, but it's okay for your child to read behind closed doors. California, they're able to give your child medication, psychoactive medication, we're talking about like ADHD medication without your knowledge. And what are we seeing? People are speaking. They can't speak because otherwise they get put on an FBI watch list. But what they're doing is they're pulling their kids out of public school in droves. I Just like how many people are leaving California. They are pulling kids. their children out of public schools and tossing them out of private schools or homeschooling. It is happening. And this is what happens. When PTA meetings fail, when the school board is just not – Feel, feels tyrannical and that they don't have to listen to the people who it's their job to make sure they're appeasing. You know, the taxpayers. The taxpayers who give the money, that is when the system is failing and people are responding. They're pulling their kids out of school and that's what's happening. And so it's good to see that's what's happening and schools are starting to complain. Starting to complain. They're like, Jesus, we don't have kids because a lot of their funding comes from attendance. Yep. We, we are not getting enough money because there's not enough students in the school. Good. I Jesus. hope they fail. Oh my I God. I hope public this is education terrible. fails. Fuck you. Another point. I, pers- I personally, I, I really have to disagree. I don't want it to fail. I know that it would. The reasoning why what you're saying that like, I, I understand it. It's just public e- education is a need. It is. It is, it is a, it huge is a necessity. modern day necessity. If we take that away, think about it. We. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, what 1960s, 1970s? We had a bunch of people that were actually smart enough to invent stuff. Majority of the things being invented around the world aren't coming from our country that much anymore. I mean, it's not happening right now, the, and we have public education the, now. The biggest thing right. it's that already I would say, become not worth. Just like, imagine taking that away, and all the people that can't afford you know to go how, to. Any no, I, I think taking it away, like again, we're, yeah. it's a drastic step. It's yeah. not going to happen. But yeah. if it did, high in the sky. Uh, I mean, we're not we're not the leading innovators in anything anymore except exactly. pornography. So like <laughs> the biggest thing, honestly, Hollywood. Uh, I agree. Actually, I don't think that the public school system should be completely eradicated. I think all of the people in those public sc- on the school board should just be fired outright and entirely that would new also people be acceptable. Yeah. There has to be reform. There because needs to be reform. We're going to keep targeting the youth and the new generations that are going to come. That are going to lead our country. That are going to take control of our world when we're gone. You need to under. There's a there's a reasonable doubt to understanding what we're doing with our kids. Mm -hmm. They are learning. They have no understanding of the real world yet. The only thing that they're exposed to is school. Exposed to this world. I promise you homeschooling would do them much better. No, 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 hold on. Afford that. Not everyone has the chance to do it. 
homeschooling. How do you build? How do you build the standards for homeschool? You don't exactly. They already That's do. the point. No, it's going to be strictly. You you should, I know, know what you're saying. They already, like, they already there have doesn't a need to be curriculum for that. It's like it, the best part about it no. is it's patchwork. No, 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 yeah, no, no. But here's the problem: no, no, there with needs that. to be a standard. There has to be a standard that is generalized for everyone. Because if you just do, say, if you did homeschool for everybody, that is going to be a personal belief system based off who's teaching. And it's also yeah. going to be dependent on the culture in the area. What, exactly. What need, exactly what you what, just said. What yeah. need would Cornette have needed to have any sort of education on industrialized fishing in Washington State? Is, is that, that necessary? Is that being taught? 100%. Is that, that part of the be. core No, no, no. But what, what I'm asking is like, so give us about a, the, no, the vastness no, 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 of the no, 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 empire. No, 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 no. Give us a real example of something that is not necessary. Probably because, uh, sexual bullshit. Like yeah. This. Okay. So that's what that's we're saying. One thing. I think homeschooling provides a great filter for, as the parent acting as the medium between which that child gains knowledge and allows you. Of course, there's the argument of people who just completely isolate information and say, "Oh well, I don't believe that the Earth is round, so it's I'm not exactly. going to that part." And that is one of the things that we need to understand is that people will take advantage of it, no matter which way it is. If we're going to err on the side of people taking advantage of children, I... Uh, <laughs> we're already like, there. Like, we're already there. We definitely got there. And, yeah. and the second thing is, I'd rather it be, like, the parent's choice than yeah. the PTA. Right, but it should... But the thing is... Okay, so... Like, we're trading one vice for another, and I would yeah. prefer the vice on the other side of where we're not. I get, so I get, totally get what you're saying. You make your point, then I'm going to make a point. Mark, go ahead. Go ahead. So, you know... Talking to what, what I You know what I did before I joined the Army, right? Yeah. You've shown interest in it, and mm-hmm. I've shown interest in teaching you more. It. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Without the public school, my parents don't know how to do what I know. Mm-hmm. For example, manual lathe operations. They don't know how to fucking do that. Without the public school I went to, I would have never found the job I, I love to do. Here's something cool. My public school never gave me that option. You know, you know why? Why? Because it wasn't needed in the area. Yeah. Industry. Where I live, industry is a big fucking if deal. If you live in a local area, for example, like, like let's take a... They're not going to have marine-based engineering Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma, that's just not going to be a thing. Like they're not going to have marine engine, marine diesel technician class in Oklahoma, which is landlocked. It's just not going to happen. So yeah, is welding really big in Colorado? I mean, it's arguably big across the United States, but it's mostly in manufacturing centers sure, like Texas. To be honest, there'd be or, like probably there's, agriculture there's, there's, in Colorado. There's definitely a lot of energy industry. Oh in yeah, Colorado, for sure. But I don't know if welding is a part right, of it. Right, exactly. It so is. so oh. yes, there is the basis, and of course, this is by design. We must curtail local children of course not for your sexual deviance no but for the pre-existing industry and we had this discussion a while back on the podcast where we need to do away with public school systems. like like if it and, would make you more comfortable with this this you know pie in the sky situation it, why not just have instead of a pta how about uh, a local you know uh, assembly of industry leaders in your local area or like hey you know what would be re- really useful for a homeschool curriculum in this area and then they them and the parents all decide that's reasonable that would be probably better than the PTA yes. right now. We are going to go ahead and dive into our first break here, folks. Um, catch us back when we discuss how the military handed the COVID-19 vaccine. So far. Uh, Hayes, go and take it away, buddy. So uh, as people might you know, know, we talk about the COVID thing when it like pops back into the news, when it matters. Not like the, oh, what's the new variant? Not Not that, but like. Things that matter, and especially like in case in point with like law and um, like people's careers, that sort of thing really matters. And uh, right now, if you haven't heard about it, it's a little weird because like this has been the, the level of irony 
that is in this story is just it's so powerful even non-military news sources have covered this because it is just odd there's a coast guard rescue swimmer who um uh just have the he, details. he had a phone call with the president of the united states right and and you know the president is there to say hey, i have i have the actual story you you, okay yeah. because like I, I put that in my notes essentially like because like because i i have something i want to talk about beyond I'll, the you story can go after i give you the story go so ahead. the background yeah, yeah. for this guy so coast guard hero aviation survival technician second class zach loesch uh he was praised by the president as 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 hayes just said actually called by the president himself to uh thank him um after he kicked down a wall to save a wheelchair-bound woman and her husband um biden also said that his team also saved a one-month-old baby he faces discharge for not getting the COVID-19 vaccine uh, while he has a pending medical uh, or pending religious exemption. So something to note about this man is, again, he is a combat uh, or sorry, sorry, my bad. He is a rescue swimmer. Yeah, for the Coast so, Guard. So uh, generally, like I'm not a combat swimmer. I'm not in aviation, but I know a tiny bit about this. Essentially, this man goes in a helicopter and will go into the ocean, open ocean. Or anywhere that's flooded, right? So this is an uncontrolled water environment. Like, this is, like, not safe. And he's there to get other people into the helicopter, right? So, like, you know, they have baskets. They have cables. They have other shit. There's lots of tools to get people into the helicopter. But all of it is very, like, dangerous. Like, can, have you seen videos of people, like, dragging a would-be rescuer into the water and drowning he, them? He is the guy. He's, he's the, guy the guy that you might drown because he's, you're freaking he's out. He's the guy it's that not an, has to go down there yeah. to secure people it's a into very, the basket. It's, it's a technical job. And to that end, like, the school, um, I don't know what it's called. I, you know, I'll never know. I'm not there. But Not a Coastie. <laughs> I'm not a puddle pirate. <laughs> but uh, uh, here's the thing. Mad respect to those guys. As really. I've read into it, it tur- it's something around 70% uh, attrition rate in that particular school. To that end, the entire Coast Guard, like force-wide, is somewhere around um, almost like two-thirds under strength for com- uh, not combat swimmers. Uh, uh, rescue- Survival swimmers. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's just another thing we can bring up when I get to the other part of the topic I want to talk about. Yeah. But... The, the, the point here is this man is basically special forces of rescue. Think of it that way, right? This is not an easy thing to do. These are extremely They're professional badass. people, right? Yes, you could probably attest then, right? They are very committed and very motivated. Oh, 100%. Right? They don't do this because they're paid well. <laughs> they do it because they really, really want to. Right. And and the president is like, wow, that is impressive that this is something that my my staff and aides have showed me and is like, okay, yeah, I'll give him a phone call. It's like a challenge coin, but like not as physically real. So it's it's a similar thing to a challenge. And. um, uh, I felt that. (laughs) I was like, where is that coming from? I've done that so many fucking times. It's it's not even funny. (laughs) So basically, man gets a phone call from the president. Congrats. Good job, boy. And uh, meanwhile, the department that that man runs is going to kick this boy out for uh, a denial. Man, this guy's a man. You know what I'm saying. Good old We boys. don't have a fucking 12-year-old diving into the fucking ocean. <laughs> He's a fucking man. At this rate, man. that's what we're going to have to get. We're going to have to ask 12-year-olds to do life, life-saving My swimming. question is, if a 12-year-old fucking did that, he's a man. So, But is he vaccinated? 
Is he vaccinated? <laughs> Let me put into a perspective of what these guys actually do. Please. Based off just uh, personal experience with some of them that I've met from different organizations, especially independent contractors that work with the United States government in different, or different areas of the world. You got... They would have a team, and when they're special operations and these guys are the rescue teams, they have them from many different, from sea to land, everywhere. Like, they're literally everywhere. And these guys are, yeah, they're professionals, they're devoted. When you meet them, they're really genuine people. These guys are, really understand what they're doing, why they're doing it. And you would always, if, every single time I ask them, I mean, you'll have a guy head of their team. He always tells me, he's like, I, I love doing my job because all that we do is actually save people. That's the job. And we go into diverse environments that you'll never understand. Most people will ever actually difficult know. to articulate to somebody. Exactly. And they will go in the middle of nowhere. And these guys are they're special operations and they're operators and they really good at what they do. Let's just say that you, you can't tell if these guys are killers or not because they definitely can be, but they will show up in the middle of nowhere, middle of the night. You'll never know they're there. And the people they're saving, you'll never know. They're immediately disappear. you guys are really good at what they do and the coolest thing is they'll go in the middle of a war zone they'll go in the middle of some crazy place that people probably have never been to or will ever understand i mean keep in mind like coast guard's also the group organization that does badass shit off the coast of florida people all the time the coast guard also deploys over they also they, like intercept narco subs exactly with guns and like who knows what's in the, the tube now, who with, knows if you really think about the coast guard where is probably the most crazy areas the Coast Guard probably would have to go to? Likely, oh, have to go to? Coast of Mexico, guaranteed. There's mm. cartel, maybe. So we're thinking more, if you, more broadened. If you want to think about the Coast Guard, think about, yeah, Mexico. And also think about the Gulf of Mexico and all the different bordering countries down south that we also have to deal with. Uh, yeah. I imagine Florida and the Gulf are Florida probably the most... Florida is one of the biggest ones that they have to deal with. Now, you're talking about... If we want to relate to these kind of operations, especially with the co- those bordering coasts and the Gulf of Mexico and all the different there, we do have cartels. They do have criminal organizations there that act just like terrorist organizations in other countries that we're at war with. That we were. Let me take that back. And likely, that we were and likely have no problem we, shooting we at out, Coast Guard. Right? We, we often forget that the terrorists won the war on terror. I mean, did they win? They did. They, I they mean, did. I mean, they're still. I they mean, have what, their own what happened with now. Afghanistan? I mean, they went okay, back in and started okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Okay, okay, okay. Let's stop going down that road. (laughs) Okay, we can dive into that. Uh, It was never about a war on terror. 
That's a hot take. Mission accomplished. But, but back to the point, these guys go in, they're great at what they do, and all that they do is go into areas that other people can't go into, and yes, they fight, but they're it's, also... It's just selfless to, service. Yes, and they're choosing to do this. I mean, majority of them, if they're independent contractors, probably do get paid pretty well. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But, but one of the guys, I was saying, the, the program manager, he was like, yeah, no, I'm getting paid a lot of money to be able to do this because I'm one of the only people that can and choose to. But this, this Coasty, he ain't one of them. He's doing it because he wants to, and it's not the pay. Oh, you didn't get the vaccine. You just, you're just not, now, see, here, you're not here. clean enough. It's crazy because the policy, right, the latent policy that just got um, posted for the U.S. Department of I mean, there's so many different guidelines right now with just how military from back when 2012, where we were going to be the main structure of um, importation to other countries of the vaccinations that we have in the United States. They're actually going to, they were trying to feel that the military was going to be the way that we were going to be transporting all the vaccinations that we have to other countries. Literally, it was stated back in 2020 on an article on why we wanted to do it, it should be by the military. Interesting, right? We yeah. reviewed uh, yeah. on the podcast the shady uh, FDA papers with Pfizer, BioNTech from Germany, which is now called Comirnaty for uh, various reasons. But <laughs> any whoozle. Yo. Yeah, yeah so what are, the, uh, what are the chaplains saying about this? So, all right. So for people that don't know, uh, the quick, the skinny of it is uh, the Department of the Navy, the Department of the Air Force, and the Department of the, Co- uh, I think it's, no, it's a DHS thing. So the Coast Guard itself, um, they all have had um, either um, a or a couple officers or a couple enlisted personnel um, individually sue the government um, and their, uh, specifically their departments um, over basically how everyone has been denied a uh, religious uh, uh, exemption exemption to the vaccine. Yeah. Are, are you aware the a DOD official, us, can't sue the military? No, you can't. You can't. You really can. So, yes, you can. You can file a criminal complaint. So, I've, I'm friends with our paralegal. Your paralegal? Our yeah, paralegal. Yeah. Guess what? She's our, wrong. She's literally retarded. Hayes, you're fucking stupid. So, listen. Fix yourself. I can show you actual criminal complaint, and you can read the whole thing. I don't care if someone filed a criminal complaint. That's, that's, that's how a complaint. Lawsuit, that's how a lawsuit works. That's a complaint. Plain. Okay, mute, that's his not channel. A, mute his channel right now. <laughs> my channel? I didn't know I owned this. All right, back no, to no, Cornette. Like your audio channel. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> so listen, listen. I found my place, Hayes. I understand. I'm a bitch. I got it. <laughs> so listen, listen, right. Um, these individuals uh, have sent the federal government a criminal complaint against their department. And in each of those cases, the Navy, the Air Force, and the um, Coast Guard, the federal government, the judges that reviewed the case, the complaint, they, yeah, this will go to trial. And uh, in that time, that individual in the suit is now no longer subject to um, punishments or um, any other adverse action to their career or to um, their finances or anything else. Soon after, like give it like a month or two in every all three of these cases, um, it was then decided by the judge that, hey, yeah, I'm going to grant um, not only that injunction – uh, against those de- departments, but I will also expand the suit of the case um, or the case of the suit to be um, a class action. So all members in the Air Force, like enlisted and, and uh, commissioned alike, and the Navy and the Coast Guard, per those separate lawsuits, organizations, 
are allowed the same um, uh, protection uh, by that injunction. But not the army? So the army is just not. So not. that's the thing. The, uh, there's uh, about two and a half weeks ago, um, 42 different army chaplains finally had their suit heard by a federal judge. And um, he's about like a couple days away from making his decision on to whether this is a legitimate complaint and can become a suit or okay. not. And um, basically, it's looking very strong. And if that happens, give it another month or two, the army will probably also have a similar class action um, that can be brought to bear. So then every other um, enlisted and commissioned soldier would be allowed those protections until that case is, is finalized. So, I mean, obviously you in particular with your case, you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're looking forward to this going through. Well, well, okay. So yes and no, I would really prefer if the government would come back tomorrow or or on Tuesday and say, Hey, uh, we looked at your, cause they already denied, um, I mean, this is kind of like personal matters, but my uh, uh, initial um, uh, uh, request for an exemption was denied outright. But the problem was they did not explain why, which is illegal. The government has a obligation and duty to not only prove to me that um, the method of fulfilling the government's uh, compelling interests are the least in- invasive to uh, my uh, obligations and needs, but also that um, it-, it is a compelling interest in the first place. So- and-, and so that's per batum to the 1992 uh, Freedom uh, Restoration of Freedom Religious Act. So when I read through their um, response to my appeal, or sorry, to my uh, initial request, uh, they just didn't they, they didn't mention any of that shit. And so I told them in my appeal that I would be planning on suing the army, the department of the army, if they um, kicked me out and didn't provide any information to that end. And uh, I kind of hope that they do that because okay. I would, I would, I would really like to find. There's, there's no end in this country, thankfully, yeah. for uh, uh, of um, religious, um, you know, uh, law law firms that are like, yeah, no, that's a that's a clear criminal violation of the yeah. law, and. You know, we'll do this pro bono. I would love to be the thorn in the side of the government because this shit is just unethical. Oh, we know. I so <laughs> instead of taking the obvious, CID. you know, moment to say something that you need to timestamp again, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 now it's fine. Now it's fine. Yeah. So basically, um, no, uh, it came directly from, th- uh, in fact, the Department of Defense, not even the Department of the Army. So like it went higher, way higher. Okay. So uh, this time my appeal will go to the SecDef's office. It'll go higher than the health secretary. What? Uh, uh, explain to me, SecDec office? Uh, the Secretary of Defense. Oh, okay. As oh opposed to one of his his lower really levels. Didn't know stay, that why, don't, why don't you stay over there? <laughs> okay. You really that man is bigger than you. That, that man is bigger than you. Okay, so he used to be bigger oh. than me. He is bigger than you. Uh, Muscle wise, yeah. But okay. Anyway, what? what? So, uh, why were you talking about my muscles? Okay. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Good. I, are you? Are you? No. I want okay. to sue the government. Okay. <laughs> All right. In other news, he just intentionally wants this problem. He's like, I want this. Yeah, because I, I, I've become hey, petty. They've made, the, so the government's made it. me petty as hell. I believe it. But you were petty beforehand, too. I was. Oh, yeah. But they've only encouraged it. <laughs> they enticed it. <laughs> they didn't encourage it. You wanted it. They In other news, Gavin Newsom, without fail, is blaming greedy corporations for the high gas prices in California. Listen to this clip. 
I can't hear anything. Oh, uh, nothing, you say, nothing. Gavin. Nothing. So let's just go ahead and just describe to you. Uh, we already talked about this in the earlier part of the podcast. Uh, the policies that are in effect in California. Um, no, um, no, you can blame OPEC. OPEC, that's that's reasonable. You can blame OPEC, uh, this organization. Uh, no, we can't dare criticize our allies in the Middle East. For those in the audience that don't know what OPEC is, this fucking shadow organization. OPEC is an organization, a committee really, that is uh, comprised of countries that hold about 90% of the world's oil. Okay? Wait, hold on. Weren't we energy independent during Trump's presidency? Yes, we were, and we can still be. But uh, in our current administration, we are being made to be beholden to these these people and these countries because now instead of getting 30% of our oil from Russia, now we're getting it from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. Really good places, by the way. Um, so Gavin Newsom there saying that there's no reason for the $2.50 increase. No, there is. And all of your policy... Gavin, all of your policy, Mr. Newsom, is the reason why gas is so expensive in California. Part look of at, it is look at Biden, look, too. Look at other blue states, right? New Jersey, it's $3 over there. It's $3 over there. But it's upwards of $6 in California as the Holy average shit. in the state right now. That's $6 a gallon. Why? Because California charges gas stations and oil producers for everything. Underground tank storage. Every single green energy renewable deal, basically just a tax because it emits CO2, is a thing that is a uh, tax in, in, the, in, um, in California. But when are they going to start taxing us for breathing out carbon dioxide? Uh, it's inevitable. Soon. Um, so, so just based <laughs> off of the virtue of it producing carbon dioxide, they have a tax for that because they are being green. It's, it's a green... Policy. Basically, whenever you hear green policy, immediately assume that it is just basically they're taking money from you and doing nothing about climate change. That's what they're doing because they've had this policy for decades and has done nothing. There's no change. In fact, the United States is the greenest country in the world. Wait, uh, hold up. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? We have... The North America and have, Western Europe are so it, fucking clean compared in the, to the rest of the world. In the first it, world countries, the United States is the lead, is the <laughs> least CO2 emitting country in the world. China makes up for that. <laughs> so I, I, in I, spades. I, I know China, but I've always... Do you know why? Because the government pushed these policies, which said that you are going to avoid these tax things or sanctions or whatever, uh, you need to make your industry more green, and in the regard of like, there will be like oil, monetary coal plants, oil plants that are used to make energy have to have sophisticated technology in their exhaust systems to scrub out majority of the impurities inside their exhaust, and that is the reason why we are a leader of the green energy idea. Right? We scrub out most of our CO two emissions from our emissions. Oh. However, however. Um, there's this thing called the Paris Accord or the French, whatever the fuck. 
It's based this agreement, which Trump pulled us out of, uh, which basically said a bunch of states got uh, countries got together and were like, hey, we're going to have all these policies with industry and stuff to fight climate change and fight global warming or whatever. Right. And United States was the only fucking people that did it, just like NATO. Right. We are the only people nation that pays their fair share and more into NATO. And we were the only people that that did our job and our agreement with that Paris Accord. Trump was like, nah, this is horseshit. You guys aren't doing anything. And I'm sure there's some like money thing that is involved in it where we have to give money to people like we always do. And he said, no, none of that. And, you know, here we are back in it. But the California is a very, very, very interesting case because they so heavily tax gas. That, that's the reason why it's so expensive in California. Yeah, Exclusively. The tax rate's insane. N- nowhere else. Is What's it the- $6? Let's look it up. Let's look at the highest tax rate. Somebody pull it up. Look at the highest highest gas prices in the United States right now by state. Because Highest gas prices by average. And I guarantee you that over 90% of those will be Democratic states. Without fail. Because it is Democratic policy that is causing the way of life and what we're living in right now. You know what? I'm curious now. I want to see how bad it is back home. So here's... So you're saying it's just kind of weak. I think that one All right. reminds me of me sometimes. You can just hold it. If you this want. is a whole map. All right, cool. Price for a gallon yeah, of regular gas. Yeah. So let's see what California is right now. Six. six and what's eight, it up there. here? It is. Hmm? What's it up here? Washington state. It's 540. Yeah. 540. What's okay. it in Colorado? The square in the middle of the country. Freeze. Hold on, hold on. I just noticed something that I call bullshit on And what's this. the cheapest? Uh, Look at Texas. Texas. Ah! I was about to say, yeah. I call bullshit on that. So now, of course, there are things that go largely into gas prices, okay? It's about regionality. It's about transportation. States that have the uh, production facilities for gasoline obviously are going to have the cheapest prices of gas, right? Okay, now it makes sense. Texas yeah. has a fuck ton of oil refineries, okay? Yeah. That is why you see lower gas prices in, in that Texas. Shit pays right? so well too. Yeah, it, it is it is very nice in Texas because of that reason. They have the local industry there that allows them to have such low gas prices. You go over to California, six dollars. Logistically speaking, there's nothing that justifies that amount of money. Have, have you ever worked on a rig? I assume not. No. I passed okay. Damn, he fucking stinted on you, bro. So Oof. when you work on a rig, there's a yeah, blue collar. There's Fuck a method you. that uh happens where I'm sure you know y'all probably know more about the market than me. Where when the price is high, you send your stock. When the price is low, you hold it back. Is the basic knowledge that I yeah. have. In in oil rigging, that's not what happens. The oil riggers who own the oil rig don't aren't allowed to hold that because it's considered a national product. Yeah, you you are not allowed to hold. It's it. considered a commodity. What is the other word for a commodity that is like? I'd say commodity. It's something that is necessary for something that is deemed as necessary for American way of life. And most, most people think we're pulling some amount of fossil fuels out of Thor. When I worked on that rig, we were throwing hundreds of thousands of oil rig oil barrels off of that site daily. Yeah. This is another thing, too. Is, people just don't is, get how is, much like petroleum is used in yeah. everything. Can you guys believe okay. that Oregon is the second time? Yeah, I can believe yeah, that. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. For that sure. Alaska. Then it goes to Nevada. Oh. Then it's Washington. Alaska makes sense A because I guarantee you there's not as many oil rigs in Alaska um, because... 
current administrative policy is to limit the amount of oil production facilities in the United States to stop off-coast drilling and and oil offshore oil drilling. Uh, Whereas in the Trump era, we were allowed to do all that. And America was the leading exporter of oil and gas oil products in the world. And what was the, what was the consequence of that? Low gas prices, record low gas prices. If we have a surplus, this is basic supply and demand. When we have more of shit that we need, it's cheaper. We sell it and it's cheaper for us overall. When we purposefully constrict the supply and outsource it to other countries like Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, who are by the way, not very good to their people. We end up, in the shithole we are now, where California is paying $6. And yeah, that can be also attributed to the current um, economic policy from the administration, but it is also a lot to do with California policy. All of those green energy deals are a bunch of bullshit. That way local governments can get their large chunk of the pie. And I think I, I saw articles, a bunch of articles quantify this number differently. It depends on who you look at, but when it comes to a gas station, a gas station gets maybe 5% profit. They get 5% of that dollar amount that you see on the pump in profit at the, per gallon. And the rest of that is going to all the fees and licensing and taxes that the local legislation put on it. Okay, It, it is not due to greedy corporations. Never, ever, ever, ever believe a politician when they say shit's expensive because of a greedy corporation. No, interestingly enough, they themselves are a corporation in a way. It, is, it goes down to you know political dynasties and such like that, where Gavin Newsom has been the governor likely. I mean, of course, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger as governor um, way back when, but I'm pretty sure Gavin Newsom has been governor ever since I've been alive. So that's 23 years. So do not be fooled for a second, folks, okay? Gas is not expensive because greedy corporations. You know why? It's super easy because people who don't want to take the time and just dissect this a little bit, i.e. the vast majority of Americans, don't see this shit. And they they just go, oh, yeah, the nightmare box, the nightmare square on my wall says I need to be angry at corporations. Therefore, I'm going to be angry at corporations. And they do. And that's like there are legitimate reasons to not like corporate power. But like this isn't one of them. Yeah, you know, I just found out, I just thought of a really good slogan for you know the Terminator coming back into you know the seat for governor. I want to hear this. It'd be hilarious if you just means like, hey, for all you guys that want to save, come with me. Come with me if you want to save. <laughs> come with me if you want to save <laughs> oh, money. Oh God! So I could totally see that winning too. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You know, exactly. America's so just a OPEC, fucking nightmare. OPEC. Remember this organization of it's, it's, multiple different by countries. The way, it's defined as a cartel. It is, sure, yeah, it is I agree. A oil yeah. cartel. So these countries that control 90% of the world's oil, and i.e. shipment of oil, um, agreed, oh. literally out in the clear, agreed to withhold 2 million barrels of oil. What, what was the reason? From the world that? economy. You know, it's really crazy. It's really crazy how you state, like, majority of the liberal states are having issues with gas a little more. Right. Looking at the statistics right now, to, right now today, I mean, if you look at it, the highest prices in gas you'll find in Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. If you look at Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, all the way down to Florida and Georgia, they're the lowest. 
And if you look at Cal, and I think everything from the West, if you look at all the way from California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, Idaho, and Montana, all are $4 or more. Everything else besides, you know, the Great Lake areas, they're all cheap. They're all in $3. And it's insane because a year ago, that was the normal price. Yeah. yeah, I was. I remember oh, that because Washington when gas was in. Yeah. So hang on. Let's go. Let me go ahead and go a step further. I want to be as trans- transparent as possible. Okay. Obviously, I have some biases, but I am correct. I have just been shown correct. Right. Um. So this is the thing. Okay. So yes, everyone is gonna be like, well, Texas and all those states around Texas have the benefit of you know, let me off the border tra- and get cheaper che- gas. cheaper transportation <laughs> costs. Right. Because yeah. we have to either ship gasoline via right tra- rail or by truck okay now we if we can imagine right for a second large bulk to supply regional locations is done via train okay you can haul the most shit with a train so let's say all the oil refineries in texas in that local southern region they're gonna hop they're gonna get all that gas on a train and they're gonna ship it over to the northwest okay it's gonna get out the depot or the local supply station in the Pacific Northwest, and it's going to go, or the West, because there's also rail yards, very well known, Southern California railroads. Everyone knows fucking um, Amtrak. Everyone knows those people. Everyone knows Santa Fe. Everyone knows those guys from California. See them all the fucking time, okay? From, from those rail yard supply chains, the depots, okay, it goes on to semis, okay? And those go out to your local gas stations and shit like that, Okay. Democrats cannot justify, because we can all agree, okay? Imagine, it's a compounding, it's a snowballing effect, okay? If gas prices are high, okay, it's going to cost the lorry, the, the semi-truck drivers more to fuel their truck to begin with to then take the, the gas over to the fucking gas stations, okay? We know that. It's an exponential problem, okay? But the Democratic cities cannot, especially in fucking Illinois, they cannot justify that transportation costs are accounting for their massive increase in gas prices. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Kentucky's bordered with them. They're at $3.51. They're almost a whole dollar lower than Illinois. It's insane. And then, We were wrong, by the way. What? Georgia has the cheapest gas. Yeah, it's Georgia. Yeah. Right now. But it's insane because they, they, can't, they can't argue this. Unless there's a, <laughs> there's a tax between states... Like, the, it literally doesn't make any sense. The sale of gas at the gas pump is controlled by local state legislation. And that is why every Democratic state, which we just shown on this map, is more expensive. It has nothing to do with greedy corporations. It has nothing to do with logistical costs. No, it is because of their shitty government policy that is creating this large inflation of gas prices. And you know what? They're going to use... Hold on. Now to make this incredible, so you... Listeners can actually look at this map and make sure that if you guys want to be biased to it or not, just find it at Forbes.com, Advisors, Personal Finance, Gas Slash Prices by State. Forbes, which is a notable uh, Democratic-leading uh, site. Ironic, right? Yeah. Weird. So you know when Democratic sites <laughs> or sources typically give you... Uh, yeah, Forbes. <laughs> Forbes. Uh, so like so that's, that's the interesting thing there. Okay, that's the interesting thing. But and on the same sort of vain about energy because energy right now is a topic of discussion the Nord Stream pipeline okay the Nord Stream pipeline everyone is all over the news right now talking about the Nord Stream pipeline this is a pipeline that 
put natural gas, I believe, or you know, methane basically, uh, from Russia to Germany and a couple other countries. I don't know what. So ironically, what's the first country yes. that they had to go through? One of the biggest countries they had to pay taxes to was Ukraine. Just uh, put that in, Powerful. in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Guess who was the biggest taxing for that pipeline? Russia. Damn. Mm. Mm. And mm. It was a big hefty. Oh, what I imagine because they had to they had to put that pipeline through Ukraine in order to get to Germany. Exactly. It's yeah. actually kind of crazy if you think of the scale of that thing, right? Oh. If you think of the scale that this pipe, which is huge in diameter, oh yeah, is stretching from Russia to Germany. What it's I kind of crazy. What I would have given to be the welder on that project. But if you really kind of crazy. Of, if you think about it and we actually do some more Money if you up. take the time to really look into the price that Russia had to pay all these different outside countries and bordering countries that they had to cross through, like Ukraine, you'll find that that particular country was probably the biggest tax out of all of them. And yeah. how much money their listeners look into how much money Russia is saving just based off Ukraine not taxing it. Because now they're at war, so obviously it's not happening. But really look into that, and you actually might find some interesting information well, on that point. Here's the thing. When, oh, it, it was still transporting fuel. All the countries that say, oh, we're not going to buy Russian gas, but fucking always do because there's no one else that can give it to them, right? Do you think this helps the Russians or not? Because I'm going to tell you, it's not. It's not so going to help them. The it's actually is, a detriment. No, now, no, now that... Now, Hello? It's the... Ah, okay. It's just so keep going. It, it's not helping them. This is bad for them, right? Hundred oh, percent. So whenever, whenever um, you see people on Twitter say dumb shit like, "See, the Russians sabotaged th- this part of the pipeline," they're forgetting that, like, no, this is like definitely within America's playbook. We we do stuff like this all the time to people that we hate much more than the Russians. Um, just like here's here's the thing: if it doesn't make sense. We're the ones that did it, right? Because so, here's the narrative that I always run with. Like, do you remember when um, there were uh, uh, sarin gas attacks in Syria mm-hmm. during the Civil War, yeah. right? Would it make sense for you, if you were the dictator of a country and you just took back a city, like Aleppo, would it make sense for you to just gas the city you just captured? Does that make sense to you? Would you do that? I mean, theoretically, no. No, not at all. But, right? but the narrative in the West was, oh, see... Uh, Assad is a gas-killing animal. He's just crazy. Now, here's right? the crazy part but about the thing. that concept. Who, who's the, but who benefited from that? If, if he really did do that, does he benefit? No, oh, no. no. Not at all. Right? But you know who did benefit if he did do that? America, who wanted to get involved. But now, let's go back to the idea on who actually did gassing outside of the two parties you're talking about that was also deeply involved with that country. So I want to briefly talk about because a lot of the speculation right now. So we're talking about the gas scene in Syria, right? Yeah. So what was one country that had got truly no, no, go ahead, go. went into war with Syria, with mm-hmm. their borderlining country, right? Sure, the Russians, right? Yeah. So does it make sense for the Russians to let the Americans get in, even a small foothold? No, of course right, not. Right, but one thing that we've noticed about Russia is they hate when people start to turn against them when they work. We with them. are the exact same. Oh, we are. We are. But you, you got to remember, we're the good guys. We're the good guys. Yeah. In our guys. eyes. Right. But okay. Let's, let's, let's take a moment here. I want to, a lot of the thing that's being discussed right now is, as you can imagine, who done it? Who sabotaged the Nord Stream pipeline? Okay. 
Now, this is interesting because I have a clip here. Okay, this is Biden addressing the state of the Nord Stream pipeline. Act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pointing out disinformation and lies. Work with our allies to get to the bottom exactly what precisely what happened, and as at my direction, I've already begun to help our allies enhance the protection of this critical infrastructure. So there he is discussing that it is indeed an act of sabotage, and here is a address eight months ago about what the United States would do if Russia invaded Ukraine. Germany, if uh, Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing Ukraine again, then uh, So there you had the president of the United States eight months ago saying that if Russia were to invade Ukraine, he would put an end to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Okay. Lo and behold, here we are where the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was sabotaged. Okay. And of course, now we hear in that previous clip I had, it was, it was Biden saying that, you know, we don't know who did it. We're going to do an investigation. Oh, Russia is putting out misinformation and propaganda um, when they put out their own. And said, has, has he ever studied war in history? Did you hear the man talk? <laughs> so this is the thing. OK, so personally, he obviously, has. hey, personally, <laughs> if it's true that United States did it, good yeah. on us. Good on us. Good on us. Because uh, what's the biggest problem? We don't want people going back to Russia for energy independence. We don't want to give them any more money than they already get, okay? That's the whole point. I mean, it's been a financial war ever since the thing so started. So where are they going to get their gas from, right? Germany? Well, they already are starting their more infrastructure. They're, they're starting to build yeah, up their I'm infrastructure about right oil production. Now, where's the oil going to come from? The same. Did they already start like their six months ago? Their own people. Oh, so you're their own industries. 60%. Where is it? They can't, there's no oil in Germany. You can't pull it out of the ground there. Where are they getting it? They are starting their own What markets are they buying it from? United States, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. You already went on a whole tirade. We're not doing it no more. So where are they getting it from? I just answered your question. Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Middle East. And you also went on a bit ago about how they're holding their uh, product from the market. Right. It's just to make it more expensive. The, The major point, I'm not saying it's good, but it's better than giving more money to Russia. And you have your proclivities as to why that's bad, because, you know, want to suck Putin's dick. Um, <laughs> no comment? That's interesting. You know what? You know what? Fuck you. You know what? Silence Fuck is a mission. I don't care if you broke your elbow. Yeah. Yeah. The, this, is, this is good. I, if I think the United Putin States, wrestles you would, bears, you, okay? You if would the United rather, States did this, of course, they would never admit to it, because truth be told, they are damning a bunch of people out of energy, yeah, right? It's like, true. It's not fucking ethical. Right, it's it, not ethical, it, but it's everyone war, wants to talk about how is oh war, god, you know the invasion in Ukraine is blah, war blah, blah, usually blah. ethical, and then it's like, no, 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 we've been over this, you know, right? Well, the so, genocide world is history has been far so, more violent than modern man could ever conceive of. But like, you can't say on I, one hand, oh, the war is extremely unethical, it's killing uh, people am needlessly. I, am I and saying then just is say, it right? Fuck your heating. You can just die in the cold. Am I? Say, which is weird because most of their heating and stuff is based off of electrical power. That's but, cool. Yeah, but where's um, the, yeah, you still need to burn shit. Right, for gas. Natural gas. Of course, that's pretty much it. 
for like yeah germany so okay they the the is it right no is it wrong no there's pros and cons to every action that every government takes there's going to be someone who is going to be taking the brunt of it Germany, in this case, is going to take the brunt of it. And would as you, well as any, any other country that's not, not just Germany. Yes, yeah, not just Germany. It's hypocritical. Yes, not just Germany. You is would it, say it's hypocritical. Is it hypocritical? The UK yeah. is in the, in, 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 the, in, the, in the sense of the United States. Did. Right? Oh, it's bad that Russia does this, but then we do something that will also condemn people, right? This is hypocritical. Uh, no. 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 Uh, Why not? Because we are not outright going into a country that we think is ours and no, destroying no, shit. No, no, no. That's stupid. So the that's thing stupid. that the thing that truly is unethical, honestly, that I truly personally believe, based off a moral standpoint, I think, not like not a completely politically correct or anything like that. It's just because when you see the outcome, it, it, to me, I can yeah, fuck the goddamn oil, fuck all the politics. With the only thing I'm giving a shit about what. The outcome of it is when Ukraine takes back their cities and you see all those piles of bodies and all the different people that actually got affected by it that had no really intentions on any of this. That's just the course of history. Do you know what the... It is the course of history. It's it's what happened. It's going to happen to us too. Right, but it's avoidable. What's even funnier? It's not. You know what's even funnier, guys? You're going to love this. Uh, Okay, maybe. What uh, It could have been. Maybe. What what administration is so heavily against, uh, like, is for global warming and is, like, trying to stop it? Our current one, and you know who, if they did indeed do it, just released a record amount of methane into the That's atmosphere. Yeah, again, it's hilarious. It's more hypocrisy. It's it's just That's exactly. Point. It's not that it's consistency fun. matters. It's to funny. These people it doesn't matter about this. It's it just doesn't a, matter. It just it's, is about power. It's, it's but, a means to an end, really. That's the funny part. That's the anyway. <laughs> moving on to the obsession. Oh with yeah. With Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Okay. So we. I don't know. Officially moving on. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Is this all? I'd like to point out that um, Cody is the only person that has ever brought a laptop to the show. And it's honestly he is extremely actually serious and, fucking professional. Yeah. It's helpful. Like, it's we can actually honestly, take a good Dude, you're so fucking fast. You just, like, pull shit up. And I'm like, well, I'm struggling to find my phone well, in my pocket. With you already the, got shit With up. the time that we had since you woke up, like, yourself afternoon um <laughs> we had a bunch of prep work that we were able to do yeah so, i mean uh, i didn't have i didn't have any information on this coming in i was just like okay until I looked at the topics, see, walker's right i'm based until now based. until now i was the only person ever to do actual research for the podcast that's bullshit mm, that's bullshit no, walker's not. the only one who doesn't i've done, done research shut up i'm trying to <laughs> dab on get, walker. hey i don't give a fuck about your point okay here. i'm gonna oh, be me right, go go hang on hang on hang on all right okay so first off we're with the obsession of jeffrey dahmer we gotta really dissect the idea on why people were so intrigued by him you have a thought but i want to hear yours first. i mean mine i'm just going to be reading off some facts i'm actually going to call on my buddy cornet over here i want him to try to read this all right what's up what's that which side left right Right here. I want you to read. We read right to this left in this country. Based off the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Especially when we're drunk. Don't look at me. Look at right. I want you to read that. Right. Ideally into a microphone. How do you say it? I've... Say it in the microphone. Uh, thank you. Read off what this. Uh, you can read this one. You know, either one. Uh, I, don't under- I don't know how to say a lot of these words, so excuse me. Hybrostophilia is, is a paraphilia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm were responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed an outrage, cheating, lying, known infidelities or crimes such as rape, murder, or armed robbery. So that is just based that, off the Urban Dictionary. 
the re so really it's just a way of defining a different psychosis that is literally the fans that you find, uh, for some reason find Jeffrey Dahmer sexually arousing because of his acts that are taboos within society. And then that brings into another topic of what Jeffrey Dahmer was actually subject to. His psychosis was antisocial personality. Personally, I think there's like a level of like, like, don't get me wrong, this is unhealthy in the way that like it's currently being expressed. But I think this is like an echo from like how women used to be a very, 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 very long time ago. Like this like ancient kind of shit, right? Because yeah. like we all still have all of these habits, you know, from, you know, our ancestors from long ago. We'll never really get rid of it. False. But like currently. What? I don't have any of those. That's bullshit. You're like, you're like the most primitive of all of us in this section. <laughs> I don't know about that. Not I'm, pretty, I'm pretty barbaric. I said here. that because it sounded funny, but like it, it's not even a bad thing. I think you're probably more in tune with like how li real life really is than most people. Okay, so uh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> Topic right now. Let's let's hold off to that. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> like okay, so like no, there are far more primitive sexual behaviors within. No, the no, 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 no. Degenerate sexual behaviors. Mm. How is that not primitive? Can can be ruled as primitive. Well, or you'd be using the word primitive as like a derogatory word, and I, I got, wasn't. I got one example. What? He's in my fucking team. He was my team on my team. Don. <laughs> yeah. Eating ass. Yeah. Jesus. I, I'm okay. tracking. I'm tracking. Um, anyway, um, it's uh, but but here, here it is. The here it is. fascination with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and that's other serial killers. Overall, the I, point. I think it comes from like a lot of women, like they like violence, like uh, like in the back of their lizard brain, right? It's like you know. <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> you, you keep saying women, but we oh, also like, got to take in all the men. Homosexual. Well, that's not my answer. There are men. You, I'm looking at you right now. No, you truly like men will follow men who are violent because there was the yes. whole there in psychology. There was a whole idea of alpha male, beta male kind of shit, and it's dubious at best as male. to what kind of uh, what kind of like actual efficacy that has in modern day world. But like in tribal senses of humanity right it was very notable that you would have at the top of your tribe you would have the strongest men and they would be the ruling class the most capable of doing the violence. most capable the most capable people because at the time right remember tribalism protection and safety were from other very tribes. important from other tribes warring was very common getting and resources so, so the ability to commit incredible acts of violence was sought after and men not having to be homosexuals saw that as a good thing. I personally find that as a good thing. I don't want like weak I don't want estrogen filled men in the army, right? Because we need to have safety. We need to be able to fight, right? And so strong men are great for that. And that's that that comes down to the, I think that's what you're saying is that it's a primitive Echo response and sort of desire that we must seek out that now, physical safety. Now, the fact that women think Jeffrey Dahmer might be cool or that some men are like, yo, dude, if Jeffrey Dahmer was out, we'd go kill people tomorrow. No, I think it's... That's unhealthy. I think it's, I think it's more... It's not really 
in that vein because people were again arriving sexual pleasure from the things that That's Dahmer definitely did. Definitely not healthy. So this is the other There's thing. A lot of I think I think that about the situation. And for those for the folks that don't know, okay, I'm sure 90 percent of our audience has been seeing the Netflix docu series of Dahmer. Okay, um, you know, uh, but this is still well known knowledge for those that are privy to it, and it's not a spoiler. Get over it. It's been like decades. It's been decades. It's the, been the criminal decades. acts has okay. already expired. But people, while while Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> while Jeffrey Dahmer was in prison, okay. By the way, hey. The actual docu-series is actually very well done. It is shot beautifully. It is a really good demonstration of good cinematography and filmmaking. Okay, let's just get that out there. What what the docu-series also showed is that in prison, uh, the the behavior of his fans uh, is, is very interesting. He received fan mail all the time from people who loved what he did, loved the idea of what he did. Um, uh, women were sending pornographic images of themselves to a gay man in prison, uh, which he then used as trading things amongst the prison mates. Um, That's kind of smart. So they derived sexual pleasure from these things. And I believe what it mostly is, is them living vicariously through the man. I think that these are the... The, the other degenerates in society. Is that how I'm going to get who, married? Who also. Is that the winning strategy here? I think it was. I think it's the other degenerates in society who also had those thoughts and uh, inclinations. Oh, and he was like their avatar. But didn't. Yeah. But didn't Ooh. have the actual willpower. Yeah. That's interesting. The willpower though. or such a severe mental issue as Dahmer did. They live and because just surely through it. Yeah. They live like it was a vicarious. That honestly, act. is a bit more troubling, isn't it? Because you also had the same thing with, and it was interesting because I wanted to discuss mostly the difference between Dahmer and Casey, who is basically a other serial killer who was killed uh, supposedly the same day that um, he did. He was beaten in prison uh, by another inmate. Because John uh, John Wayne Casey was another uh, serial killer who I believe dressed up like a clown yes. when he was torturing and murdering people, and for him. It's it's interesting because if I'm going based off of the docu series, John Wayne Casey didn't necessarily receive sexual satisfaction no. from his acts. It was purely just for the ability of control, which is the issue with most serial killers. It's all about control. With Dahmer, it was control from you know severe abandonment issues, from uh, being a, being gay and having sexual arousal from this shit, like severe BDSM shit, basically. Um, and so it was, they're, they're both did the same thing, but didn't. They both killed people, but the reasons for such things are slightly different, right? Ultimately, with most serial killers, it's about control. And both John Wayne Casey and Jeffrey Dahmer both shared those things, right? John Wayne Casey uh, was a very religious man um, who uh, basically was feeling no remorse for what he did. Um, in prison and until his death. Um, and I think one of his quotes at the end was um, like one of his last words was um, go fuck yourself or something like that. And they killed Very him. Very cool. Um, and it was um, Dahmer had seen his reaction because it was on the news in the prison of John Wayne Casey saying that he has come to terms with what he did. And because he's religious, he was able to find solace uh, with God and God 
forgave him for his sins and stuff like that. And so John Wayne Casey was not fearful of death. Dahmer, on the other hand, was not religious up until the point of his death. He he became religious, actually. He um, After seeing John Wayne Casey's reaction, because ultimately what was happening with, with Dahmer is that he felt, when he got caught, he felt a tremendous amount of guilt in that in that that scenario or what would seem to be guilt because he wished for his death he wanted to die he wanted to die uh so he he still had trouble with with thing and with his actions in prison and was completely open and that's typically the case with serial killers after they are found out they let all loose they tell you everything they they let you know and that comes down to other psychology as well uh you can if you look at the fictional character of um Hannibal Lecter, um, and what has been kind of drawn on in criminal psychology is the sense of ego. Yes. Huge egos, right? Hannibal Lecter was done really well because um, he had such an ego. He wanted people to know that he was smarter than them. He knew that he was smarter. He knew these things, and he wanted to make sure other people did too. So ego is a very big part of criminal psychology. And so they're more than welcome to letting you know exactly what they did. However, in the case, and what was apparent in the, in the Dahmer series, is that it wasn't necessarily about an ego thing. He wasn't necessarily proud of any of the things he did. He was shameful. He, after it was found out, he was, he, it, it affected him. You can tell that he had some things going on in his, in his mind that, that sort of then turned to um, guilt. Which is interesting because we understand that uh, I forget which one psychopathy or sociopathy uh, lends itself to having complete apathy towards other humans, like not caring what you feel. Like I could go kill your dog, and I would not give a single fuck of how it made you feel. That is basically what that is, right? So in this case, and that was the diagnosis of Dahmer, is what you said. It was it was antisocial personality disorder, right? Yep. So it's it's starkly different from the narcissistic sociopathy behavior of typical serial killers where they don't feel any remorse because in you know, some of the people he killed, he truly did care for. And it was just the severe debilitating um, abandonment issues. Typically his killings happen when the people would try to leave. They like go to work. That's when he would kill them. He had such severe abandonment issues that he he wanted to try and make people stay and in his completely deteriorated mindset killing them was the only way and so however john wayne uh, john wayne casey on the other hand would i think align more with a sociopath because he did not his care was very much more of a sociopath and also signs of schizophrenia based off many different aspects right a guy literally practically was trying to embody himself to thinking himself as godly he thought he can have so much control and he can control his own world. But really what was divulging to him, he didn't care. There's that, it's two different psychological aspects. Honestly, if you look at Jeffrey Dahmer, he was going through more of residual effects of trauma of his own life that divulged to that monstrosity that he was becoming. Now, I'm, inter- Which- I'm interested in, in thinking about this because uh, a lot of the psychiatric uh, problems are typically thought of as being treatable with therapy or counseling. Sociopathy, I don't think lends itself to therapy. It just is not, 
you can probably work through abandonment issues with therapy. You can dilute it. That's the problem. There's no there, real source of it, you curing can, no, said it, issue. I mean, if you really think of psychology right now, it's still brand new. Like we we've only had we even haven't we haven't even had a full decade of understanding this. We've tried. I mean, think about the early 1900s. Think about right when we started really getting into it. The lobotomy was a thing. Yeah, like we still there, there were, is still a reprodu- uh, reproducibility crisis in this field of science. Um, seemingly, it's also cropping up in other circles of science as well. But this one, particularly psychology, is very. It's not easily replicatable. So there's there's a lot of people that I that it's, I talk and listen to that are like, yeah, it's not really a science. It's like I understand what they're getting at. It's one of the one of the more interesting things about this aspect is the mind is still largely a mystery, right? Is is it's so complex, and it brings on a philosophical question that I think I've mentioned a couple times. I don't think we discussed it on the podcast. Um, um, have you heard of the connectome? Have you heard of the connectome? So I'm pretty sure I might have mentioned it to you because you're into the psychology field. Um, It's the thought experiment, and something that is theoretically being worked on right now, of if you have a, and we do this with brains all the time, we cut them super thin, and we scan them with a a microscope, and basically make a 3D map of all the neuron connections in the brain. If we had a 100% knowledge of how the brain works, and we know exactly what makes it work, everything, every detail, okay, 100% 100% knowledge of how the brain works. And we take this, this, this technique of imaging and we cut a brain super thin, map out all the connections of the neurons in the brain, all the synapses, and we were to put it in a supercomputer. Could we simulate that, that brain? Could we simulate that person's thoughts? It's too hard to say. It's extremely hard to say because there's too many variables that could possibly happen within that. And we so we actually do know that we're not going to really fully understand it. It's, it's, it's super interesting. And this is this, the answer, which there really is not really one, but it depends on largely on who you ask and what profession they're in. If you ask a psychologist, the answer is like, it's so nuanced. It's very difficult. Like, I don't think you would necessarily be able to access memories, but I think you could sort of maybe do some sort of thought process. Like, Oh, like if you took Einstein's brain, you may be able to have similar abilities or uh, Hawkins brain. Uh, you may be able to do some sort of similar things that he you was able to do. You might be able to reflect but how created. If you ask a neurologist, a lot of neurology is saying that a lot of what makes a person a person is not only, of course, their previous experiences, but how the ones and zeros of the synapses fire in the brain. So in theory, yeah, I, in that regard, yes, you could simulate a brain. Now, would it necessarily be able to have all the memories? Maybe not. Could it be able to, you know, give you a question, how answer of how that person would have answered? Yeah. Because it's a lot of ones and zeros that fire and, you know, yeah. Just an interesting thing because, uh, you know, in the, in the history of this topic, they wanted to study Dahmer's brain. Of course, they did something that was largely illegal um, beforehand because the when they were doing the uh, cremation, they retained his brain against the will of parties involved and have appropriate authority. Um, and it was a lawsuit against the uh, Sherry, which was um, the divorce 
family. So you had Lionel, his father, and Sherry, his mother. They were both divorced. And Sherry wanted to basically, what seemed to be motivated by monetary things, financial reasons, um, wanted to sell his brain to science, whereas the father was saying, no, his will said he, he wanted to be cremated. So that means all of him. And so Lionel actually won the court case and they destroyed the brain. The other uh, aspect of this, which is also more um, interesting in the story, is so Lionel and Sherry got divorced, you know, way back when, when he was a child or, you know, teenager or whatnot. Um, the, 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 the court cases, um, Lionel, his father, was making a book. And this is the part of the story which I find, it's, it's so macabre. Because it, it truly is. In nature, this, what I'm about to describe to you, is macabre. So there's no doubt that hearts and th prayers go out to the families that experience these fucking horrible things, right? I could personally not imagine. I, there would not be walls thick enough that would stop me from killing a man who murdered my son. My sons. It would just, it, there's nothing that would stop me. I would dedicate my whole life to finding that person. Ending that because that's just kind of like the primitive, as it were, you know, response to such a, such a thing, right? Uh, 17 people were killed by Dom. Okay? 17 families were affected by his incredible mental illness. Okay? Now, Lionel, in, in attempts, in good faith, wanting to try and help parents see the signs of this sort of developing kind of behavior and mental issue, right? Wrote a book, okay? Um, and the book was projected to make a lot of money. New York Times, a lot of money. And when the families, of course, the lawyers, mind you, the lawyers of the family found out about this, the lawyers urged the families to file a lawsuit against Lionel um, to get all of the money of the proceeds of the book to be split amongst the 17 families. Okay. And that was the theme for a while. So the families, all the proceeds from the book. So mind you, Lionel, Lionel spent, I would say at least a year. Okay. Writing a book and all of the proceeds were split up amongst the 17 families. Okay, because it was argued in court that he was capitalizing on the tragedy of these families when it was largely about him, the raising of Dahmer, and, and to that effect, just be like, hey, parents, please, like, this is what to look out for, this kind of behaviors and shit like that, of course, which is kind of ad hoc, coming from, like, looking at it, like, psych psychologically speaking, it's like, because certain behaviors don't necessarily add up to the severe mental state that uh, Dharma was in. But it was, uh, it was, it's kind of egregious, right? Because any sort of funds that Lionel could have possibly come across was to be shared amongst 17 families. Of course, like, this comes to my personal belief of like, do, you, do I necessarily believe that parents or people, victims of certain things should be entitled to anything and everything pertaining to such things? Because at the time, remember, when, when Dahmer's story first came around, remember all the fans we talked about? 
There was such an idolization of him that comic books were made out of. So we want to talk about a, a group of people or a person trying to capitalize on a tragedy. And here we have comic books and shit, right? Of course, the, 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 it sort of details that the families were sort of um, wanting to file a lawsuit uh, to set a, set a precedent and say like, hey, it's, it's to make a statement and say that you can't use people's tragedy to make stories off of. Because truth be told, like Dahmer was made into a fucking comic book, right? He was made into a comic book. And he was trying to be portrayed as something like a superhero or a villain, right? A very, very, very macabre and gross, right? Very, yeah. But instead, they go off after the father, who personally, it was very hard not to be emotional in that film. It was so well done that when, of course, you put yourself in the mindset of this father, me as a father personally, you walk into a coroner's office and you see your son dead on a table, right? And it was such a, it's a such, it's a sad feeling. Even though you know me, I knew that this man was responsible for 17 people's death. One person was 14 years old. I knew that, but I was feeling for the father. I was feeling for the father, right? And this person, this father who, of course, this depends on who you ask, who's responsible for their children's actions. It depends on what, if it's, fucking petty theft, right? And they're like going to steal shit. Yeah, I guess it's the parents' fault. But if it's like such a major psychological issue, personally, I think that Sherry, who basically left Jeffrey Dahmer alone in the house for like six months while his father was on a business trip or doing something, I forget what, she's largely to blame. That's the abandonment issues. Was left alone for six months at the age of like 16. Ridiculous. That man was just trying to help. He was just trying to write a story detail what was happening in his life to lead to this moment. And he was robbed. I, personally, I think of all of that money that was gotten for the book. Whereas the comic book store and comic writers were able to have all that money and all these fucking comics one. And mostly this, this segment, we want to give a little backstory about Dahmer. This is about the fucking you know, obsession with Dahmer. People were obsessed. Okay. And here we are. And I really find it interesting how like, there's sort of like a reiteration of documentaries that come out. We like, huh, well, there hasn't been a fucking documentary about the Titanic in uh, 20 years. I guess we got to make a new one. So here we are. There's another documentary, docu-series, detailing what happened with Dahmer. And it's just going to rekindle the obsession with Dahmer. And there was actually things put out in the news like, hey, we advise that you don't dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. Which... I guarantee you, I will put money on it. Fuck tons of people are going to dress up as Do Jeffrey Dahmer. Especially how much... One, because people right are now. sick. Two, because they were told no. Honestly, <laughs> honestly let's, like, they're, they're just going to be a bunch of... Um, what do they call it? Uh, not sellouts, but like... Um, Bandwagoners. No, they're just they're just posers. They're not going to kill nobody on Halloween. That's fucking Stupid. lame as fuck. No, 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 no. Those are, there are people who are out there that like to be copycats and they're so obsessed yeah. with it and they will yeah. there is going to be i promise somebody that is sick enough to copycat they are already trying they're already plotting how to do this so in our final note because this podcast is already almost two hours long That's a good one yeah we're looking our, at a gun on instagram sorry. oh nice in our final if anyone heard talking that point uh the twitter deal 
uh, with Musk is finally approved and done. He owns Birdshit site? That's yes. crazy. He owns, he owns Birdshit site. He actually got it? And honestly, we've talked about Twitter yeah, so much yeah. in the past that we're not it even makes me sick. mention it. Or like, yeah, it's I just done now. He's buying everything. Yeah, he's, he's, buy everything. He's, he's, he's done. So Elon Musk I, now owns Twitter. I hope to God buys Bethesda. <laughs> huh. If this man buys Bethesda. Why? They're already doing really well as it is. Because no. people just keep on buying their fucking games. That's not why. Keep releasing him... the only game that anyone plays. What? Skyrim. All right, well. Uh, You're wrong. Thank you all so much for tuning into the whole magazine. It, um, it was a good as, show. Yeah, and as always, uh, have a good one. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.